You're listening to The Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio family of podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Happy Galentine's Day to all of you wonderful folks who have just sat down at the nerd table. I know you are listening to this on a Monday morning, but we are recording on February the 13th, which is Galentine's Day. So hopefully you and all your girlfriends had waffles this morning. I am Chris O'Mealy, one of three hosts here at the nerd table, and I'm joined by my Galentine's Day pals. First, may I introduce the lovely Dan Peck. Oh, I'm a lovely. You have a lovely personality. Oh, do you want? Oh, she's got uh, yeah, that personality song that's in Fallout games, right? Exactly. And the gorgeous Eric Flores. Damn right, I'm gorgeous. I spent 18 points on my charisma. <laughs> there you go. There you go, buddy. Before we do anything on this show. I must ask, Eric, were you successful in obtaining your comic book? Yes. Uh, so I know that we tried last week and it was a failure. We didn't get a copy, but they did do a reprint and they did have it in stock. I've managed to pick it up and now everybody's happy. And now we just have to go next week for the next issue. We, it, it's supposed go. to release like every two weeks or once a month or something like that. I, I don't know the release date, but since we... Most comics are once a month. Yeah. But uh, we didn't know about this comic thing. right away, so we're we're kind of like trying to catch up. All was, right, buddy. Well, at least you got was what you brought to my attention too late. Sorry, right, go for it. No, you got it. That's that's exciting. And guys, just so you all know, we are on CKCC Radio. There's a lot of other great stuff to check out. I'll go through the plugs real quick because we have a loaded show today. But you can check out Real Paranormal Talk and Ranking Tracks with our friend Jeff Trelowitz on alternating Sundays. J-Bunny's Music Hub with Jason Shin. Catch the latest episode or check out the backlog as we continue to upload it onto the channel till it's all there. Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton, which you can listen to on the very first Monday of every single month at 6 a.m. Get yourself motivated for the month. Check out the, the Board to Death binge cast with the Board to Death clan, Jay, Chris, Zeke, Sam, and others as they review television shows in easy-to-digest chunks, currently talking about something we're going to talk about on this show today, WandaVision. The Race Nerd Podcast with Matt Hardman, new episodes airing Wednesdays, Thursdays, whenever he can get them up. And a next episode will be a retrospect on the career of Dale Earnhardt, featuring yours truly, as we talk, discuss the passing of Dale Earnhardt as it nears the 20th anniversary of Dale Earnhardt's passing. That's going to be crazy. Of course, every Friday night, Dan and I release new episodes of the Stupid Sexy Podcast, where we review every Simpsons ever. And on alternating Mondays, you can listen to one of Matt Derline's podcasts, By the Numbers, or The A-Show with Chris Decker and guests. All that and more on CKCC Radio. And check out our partner shows for even more nerdy content, like The Blake and Sal Show with my friends, Blake and Sal, and others. Not always just them. And the United We Fan podcast with my friends Mark and Brian. And also sometimes others. Are we good? Any other plugs? Anybody so, else want to plug anything? So the Blake and Sale show star Blake and Sale? It does. No, no. I think See, it's, I want to I want to do a show where it's Blake. like the yeah, where it's like the name and name show, but like one of them is different or both of them is, is different. 
Or it's like the Larry Sanders show where it's just Gary Shandling being Gary Shandling. But his it's, character is called Larry Sanders. Yes. <laughs> it's Gary Sandling's show. <laughs> what was the, oh, yeah, that was the theme song, too. Was, this is the theme to Gary's show. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the best self-aware theme song ever. And then it's just the Larry Sanders show. And you're like, well, what, what, what? Or the Cosby show with the main character, Cliff Huxtable. Yes. It's not even his, his name isn't even Bill. Uh, I always wondered how they came up with stuff like that. Like you, at least, and the Drew Carey show wasn't he at least Drew Carey? Yeah, yeah. And the same with uh, all the various different what's his face shows. Also, in seventies and sixties. Now that we mentioned um, Drew Carey, what the hell made him famous? He's a stand-up. He's a stand-up comedian. Was his stand-up really that good before the Drew Carey show? Good enough to land him a TV show, apparently. Oh man. And then, like, five other hosting gigs also on the same night. Oh, now he's, he's the anyway, Price is Right probably... guy. Oh, yeah. I whose just... Line probably helped, too. Yeah, Whose Line was, like, that 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 show, that show was the shit. Ryan Stiles was hilarious. I wish... you know, He should have been the new host. Ryan and Colin are the best. Yeah, Ryan and Colin together. That's just it. Improv is hysterical. You got to get the right people for it. But if you do, improv is incredible. I think the the right mixture for improv, you need the people who are doing the improv to be comfortable with each other. That way, it's just, it keeps Yeah, because you could have one really good person and just nobody else meshes, then you have a shitty improv, even though you might have the best improv person ever in the troupe. We could do it. You think so? This show is improv. This show is mostly improv. I so, mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess I mean, we could. <laughs> my only problem is I would crack up way too much. Okay, Jimmy Fallon. I know. I would totally Jimmy Fallon a lot of that. And I'm not even sorry for it. It's it's improv in a laugh track. Uh, guess who's doing the laugh track? <laughs> me. <laughs> me. <laughs> Definitely me. Or you're going to Michael Scott it and just always have, you have a gun. He's got yeah. a gun. Oh my god! Oh, I know this one. Practice, because you can't get anywhere without practice. Just look at the camera. Who had the better look at the camera, Jim Halpert or Ben Wyatt? Um, that just in general, or at that? Who who was generally funnier when they would look at the camera? Oh man! I know, right? Jim did it for like nine seasons, right? (laughs) Yeah. I, I ben believe... only did it for five. <laughs> okay, okay. I believe as a whole, Jim had it like hands down, but but like individual funnier ones go to Ben. Yeah, I will agree with that because that's exactly what I was thinking. Overall, Jim's Jim's was funnier because he was all because he always looked at the camera when chaos was going on. Yeah, he had more. He had more of an opportunity. So yes. But Ben's were generally in the funnier spots, like when he realized what Jerry's family looked like and then saw how they acted at their Christmas party. And then, like, you could see it him piecing it together in his head. Like, how <laughs> is this possible? Oh, that's how it's possible. <laughs> oh, Although his, his best one, of course, is still Lil Sebastian. I don't get it at all. It's just a miniature horse. Ben, he whinnied. That's always the best. 
Uh, so guys, where, when he fucking faked it just to be <laughs> just to yes. get everybody happy, He's just like, to get them all happy. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So guys, last week we gave you guys a big warning. We were going to get Eric caught up on WandaVision and we were going to talk about it this week. And I said we were going to spoil stuff because as we record this, there are currently six episodes of WandaVision out. Now, you're listening to this on Monday, so you've had the whole weekend to do this. But this is your first and final warning. We are going to talk about WandaVision right now, and we are not going to hold back on spoilers. So if you get upset that we say something that you didn't already see, it is now on you. And with that, guys, how great is WandaVision? It's amazing. It's it's oh, my God. At first, I didn't know what to think of it because of the direction that they they took, right? Like, you're, it's literally going from like the '50s era's uh, show. It was black and white to begin with. It was a four by three yeah, aspect Dick, ratio. Dick, Dick Van Dyke show, right? And you know, inspired. I actually appreciated that. And if they would have kept that, I would have been okay too. I, even though I love the direction that they they went with it, but I I didn't know what to think, like. I don't know what's going on. How is they played it? They played it so straight until almost the very end of the first episode. Yeah, yeah. Like just a little bit where he's at work and he's like, "So what do we do? What do we even do?" And no one knows. Yeah, and no one is bothered by it. And you're like, "That's weird." And then the boss chokes, and then yeah, and you're just like, "Oh shit!" And Eric's mom just keeps telling him to stop it. Yeah, yeah, Kitty, (laughs) Kitty Foreman, Kitty Foreman. So let's. If the, oh, you know what? I would have lost my shit had the the, the boss actually been red. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been amazing if they brought them back and reunited them for the show. Yeah, that scene should have been in the the seventies era, and if it would it would have been Kitty and Red Foreman, I would have lost my shit. All right, <laughs> Vision, I'm gonna stick my boot up your ass. But seventies was more. Seventies uh, one was more um, Brady Bunch. Inspired. Yeah, it did have that, that Brady Bunch vibe. Oh no! They changed how the house looks in the intro to the show. Uh, second episode was more "I Dream of Genie." Inspired. Well, let's, yeah, so like the, that was like the whole the thing. Intros with the first are different. Episode. The intros are different every episode. That was like the whole thing with the first episode, right? Is it was it was this parody of of nineteen fifties TV tropes. With and that's one of the thing, you know, the classic. There's the even the part where dinner. he's going to trip over the ottoman, but he just phases through it instead. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, the second one was more about, uh, yeah, Dream of Genie, which was hysterical because, of course, he chews gum and it gets stuck in his innards. Yeah, oh he gets God. his he, he gets his drunk, gummed up. It was drunk vision. <laughs> his ears get gummed up by literal gum, but. What I what I really want to discuss about these first two episodes, not just the the radio coming in, right? But you notice that it's taking place as a TV show because the ending credits take are happening on a TV, and you notice the letterbox changed. It went back to the widescreen format. Yep. Yep. Slowly zoomed out. I like that transition. It was that was really cool too. So that's because the first two episodes really start to get you that whole. What the hell is actually happening here? And then the third episode really drives home that there's something something wrong with uh Oh my god, the, the magic old... show in episode two. 
Yeah, the magic show is great. Right. <laughs> so, I like how they explain what happened in those first two episodes in the third episode. Like the the radio. Yeah. Like, Wanda, like when they start reaching out for, to Wanda in the radio and stuff and it breaks and the glass and... And I, I, I still don't know what the hell's going on with the show, and and, and it's, I, but it's still so good. I have a couple of theories myself, but I'll hold off as we go, you know, further into these episodes. Well, we're talking about episode three. Uh, I know episode three is like one of those. So they finally introduce, um, what's her name, Rambo. Yeah, yes, Martha Rambo as yeah. I, what's her first name though in the show? Fuck. Monica. Monica. So Yeah, but her character inside the city is like Bernadine or something like that, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I wonder but she shows up in episode two, but episode she three shit starts happening. Geraldine. Geraldine, yes, yeah, Geraldine. Well we didn't even talk about the the crazy thing at the end of episode two when the beekeeper comes out of the the sewer. Yeah, she's just like nope. Nope. And, and resets reality. Yeah, she basically rewinds the tape. Number three also has that freaky scene when you see Dead Vision for like a split second. Yes. Well, yeah, because I think I, I here's my thing, right? Whenever Wanda starts to realize this isn't right because it's not real, that's when she notices what actually happened. And it's as we go closer to the, the last episode that just came out, it happens again right but like when she was reminded that like uh her brother had had actually died and then she's like you're not supposed to be here and like kicks uh your brother get killed by ultron yeah but even the neighbors have this weird which is funny because i'm still trying to figure out what the neighbors know and what they don't know they're all starting to break too i think they all know right i think they they are all aware and I don't think Wanda has control over them a hundred percent of the time. They're just not allowed to leave. So when they're not like on screen, right, they can live their own lives and do their own things. And then when she, or, them, or she according them. to the new episode, they don't. Yeah. Cause Agnes was definitely not. Cause he goes to a different part of the neighborhood where she isn't. And they're either completely still or stuck in a small loop. That's true. There's the lady trying to hang up the decoration, and she's just literally lifting up the thing like five inches, and she's starting to cry. So everyone's just holding until the camera is in that area of town, because that's where Wanda is. I know, it's so crazy. As she, it's so crazy how she's doing this, but it also makes sense in that universe because of her powers. Now, Now, let me ask you... What do you think? I, I mean, I don't want to skip ahead to the last episode, so fuck it. But I'm keeping this question. When we get there, I'll ask it. Okay. Right, so episode so, four. Opening of episode four. Do a clap between every syllable. Start of episode four. To remind Dealing you. with the return of everybody from the snap. Oh, yeah. Oh. Where, she, where she's freaking out in the... In the hospital. That's going to be the worst place to be when everyone came back. Yo, for real. For real, though. <laughs> and then she realizes that she's been gone for five years and her mom died 
two years ago. And it's just dealing with her. She's in a hospital because she disappeared while in the hospital and her mom was undergoing cancer treatment. Well, episode episode four is the one that doesn't actually have any real TV show in it, right? Because it's the the, the, meanwhile, this was happening outside the town. Yeah, right. This is yeah, this is the more of like, hey, this is actually what's going on in the real world. And now what you've seen the last three episodes. Oh, and the the friggin they they bring in uh, everything together. They bring in Darcy Lewis. Yeah. That made me really happy to see her. Yeah, whatever happened. Hold up. What the fuck did happen to that beekeeper? Because if you think about it, he went through the sewer system to try to get into the town. And then he came up as a beekeeper and they just said no. And then we never saw what happened to that guy again. Well, I have a theory when we get to the last episode as to what happened to him. Because we see what Wanda can do. Wanda is how she is shit. How she incorporates people into her vision. So, yeah, I have a theory as to what happened to him. Yeah, because he he's wasn't still, even a beekeeper originally. He turned into a beekeeper. Yeah, yeah. So he's still he's still there. Just he's, like he's, the, keeping uh, be- he's literally keeping bees right now. That's exactly what he's doing. Oh, probably yeah. Because uh, honestly, not like, the bees. That's what happened with the not drone. the bees. The drone Sorry. came in and it turned into a toy helicopter. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I think we. Uh, and of course, in the last episode where she expands the hex, you see things change. That's like what I want to say. One of one of them is a car dealership, and the cars turn into you know like used cars, used cars, but like you know cars from the seventies and eighties instead of cars from the early aughts. Early <laughs> and then aughts. all the <laughs> army people turn into fucking carnival workers. Yeah, That's hilarious. Yeah, the huge dome, the huge tents turn into a big top. Yep, the circus is oh. in town. Well, now we know that's going to be incorporated in there. You know what? When they do the honest trailer for this because you know they're going to do it they're going to make they're going to call it under the dome when when they do that you know because at the end of the honest trailers they always call it something completely different like they call pokemon digimon yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. they are 100 percent call it going to call this under the dome or something similar there's no way they're not because that's exactly what's happening so yeah episode four is when we start to realize that like shit's shit's real shit's going down but even though we really should have known like right in the beginning in the fucking first episode when they can't remember their past but i don't know if wanda was acting at that point or if she honestly didn't can't remember or it was just the very coming back to her it's there's a lot of unanswered questions that we keep going in the episode where the guy shows the footage of what happened or is that the next like one of the next episode where she just busts into sword and takes vision's body that might be in the next one yeah can they reveal that that's exactly what she, what she did so i'm figuring some singers she's she's had a lifetime of uh non non-stop pain and awful things have happened Yo, to this poor girl her entire real, life though. At ten, her house gets destroyed. Her parents die. There's a bomb within within feet of her and her brother for several days. Watches her brother die. Finally falls in love. He dies. And they were captured for a while. Oh yeah, they were. They were captured. The two of them. Well, that they they uh volunteered for the experiments. 
And then they sure fall in with important. they fall in with uh, Ultron. Yeah. It's just awful shit. The the lengths they took to not say mutants. Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> the lengths they took. But now we own uh, now we own it again. So well, that's just... where we come into the next episode because we do own something again. Oh, dude! One of my favorite memes is someone took the uh, the no more mutants thing, and then they did the thing where like some some cartoon or whatever, where somebody with a red pen changes something, and they went no comma more mutants. <laughs> oh come on, man! You don't know that reference? That's Lionel Hutz. Oh yeah, it was Lionel Hutz. Yeah, because it says it says no. It says works on contingency, no money down. And then he changes it so it says works on contingency with a question mark. No, comma, money down. Yeah. <laughs> and this um, is no, comma, more. But so, yeah, the, uh, oh, the reveal in, in episode five when Vision breaks through to his, uh, his coworker and realizes what's happening. Because that was the thing. They're like, what's going to happen when he learns the truth? Right. Oh, yeah, they have computers but, now and electronic mail, and they're getting mail. They're getting sword mail coming in. Yeah. Did you see the meme where it's Vision at the computer, and it says, and it's the uh, the friggin' the Capta check, I am not a robot, and he's yeah. just, like, confused as to what to do? I was the one who sent that. <laughs> That's right. That was you. <laughs> I sent that in the group, and I was just like, ah, oh, I get this now. <laughs> That's right, because that was the thing. When I saw you share that, I'm like, oh, Eric gets WandaVision references now. So yeah, should they end the one episode with her being pregnant, and then the next episode, they have the babies, and then by the next episode, they're 10 years old. Yeah, and they age themselves right in front of her. She's like, don't you do it again. Because they want to control what happens when their dog dies. They want to control their their own reality. Yeah, they're just like, bring it back from the dead. And then the look on Wanda's face was like, no, you can't do that. Like, I'm just like, yeah. uh, they can't there's do that. There's a theory Maybe that, that Agnes you lied. can at this moment. There's a theory that Agnes lied about the dog to try and break her. Like, she had a moment when the dog came around where she was lucid. And she's like, I'm going to do something. And maybe something will happen. Oh. Because well, we, don't, we don't actually know that the dog to be was stuck at that fucking stop sign. But well, we yeah. don't know that she killed the dog. Yeah. We don't even know there was a dog in there. She might have been lying about it. Yeah. So I mean, that might because I mean, it's confronting her about taking people that died, and she's done it with Vision. And at the end of this episode, she does it for her brother. But it's Evan Peters from the X Men. I know, dude. Over. I saw that Silver Surfer. I started laughing. I was like, "What the fuck." I was like, oh my god, it's next class series. <laughs> well, that makes sense, like, right? Because that's how they're going to tie in everything. Because that's, that's what it's ultimately building towards. Well, do you know the... Who who knows who actually knows the comic storyline? I don't know the comic storyline for this, oh, I, oh, but is it going to be some sort of weird flashpoint, but with Wanda instead of Flash? Dan, I'm I'm turning to you on this one. I mean, what what like what story are you talking about? Well, it's like, I mean, she's capable of doing. This is all heading to multiverse of madness in the movie. So, well, that, right, but that's isn't that this is from what I understand. This is all going to be tying into to a lot of this multiverse stuff, which is why it's not the same Quicksilver. 
in the so, end. Yeah, because it's gonna is it this is gonna bring about how we're gonna get the X Men in and the Fantastic mm-hmm. Four. So and it's uh, also supposed is it's also gonna tie into the next Doctor Strange, right? Yeah, like direct directly. Like I right. don't be surprised if Stephen Strange shows up in the last episode. Which is what I'm I thinking. Would not. I would be. I would be at this point. Nothing's surprising me at this. Actually, at this point, I'd be more surprised if he doesn't show up by the end of the last episode. The one thing we keep asking is when he exits the dome, is he just going to die? Isn't that basically what's happening? Is he still can't live outside the dome because he's not truly resurrected? See, that's my thing. That was exactly what was happening in the last episode. Yeah. See, I, I didn't know if he was falling apart because it was trying to like bring him back in piece by piece or if he literally can't survive outside of that dome. I think it's he literally can't survive outside of that dome. Which means he is tied to Wanda. Right. So well, he can live as long as Wanda lives. She's becoming the stone, basically, for him. Base, basically, yeah. That's my theory, because he can't live without the Mind Stone. That's why he's dead dead. And they, they point that out, too. Uh, Darcy points it out. She's like... That guy didn't get blipped. He was dead, like dead, dead. Now he's back. And she raided, she raided shield and took his body. Now, and now he's just walking around like everything's okay. Raided sword. Not, not raided shield. Sword. sword. Pokemon sword. Which, I mean, what is up with the lead, the director of sword? Uh, think I believe somebody in disguise. My thoughts is he doesn't like the alien forces. He found Vision's body, and he wanted to use it as a weapon, which Vision didn't want. Wanda figured that out and went in to take the body away, and now he's fighting for it. That's so do you theory. think he's actually going to be somebody? or I, I mean, nobody important. I, I think he's going to be a, another bad guy. I think he's the bad guy of the show. He's just well, there was that prevailing theory that uh, what's-his-face was going to be actually Red Skull in... Uh... Um, Winter Soldier, but he was just a, another bad guy. <laughs> he wasn't Red Skull. Also, what are the chances of of him being a Hydra member or some shit? I mean, that's entirely Hydra, Hydra people. I mean, a couple of the commercials have led to. You remember the watch commercial? That watch yeah, was commercial about, was a Hydra. I was about to talk about the commercials. How, uh, the commercials are great, man. The, the first one's the toaster oven from Stark Industries. Yes. Then you get the uh, the Struker watches. Yep, which are which is Hydra. It says which Hydra. Is Hydra. Yeah. And then Hydra soak bath powder. The that was pretty obvious. Yeah, the one that I didn't understand, or I don't under uh, is the logos. Lagos. Lagos. What is that? Maybe I'm missing out. I'm not 100 well, percent up on like Marvel. Well, Lagos itself is the largest city in all of the continent of Africa. It's in Nigeria, so I was wondering if that was going to be a Wakanda reference because I got Wakanda vibes out of that one. So I was like, I wonder if they're going to tie that in somehow because didn't they? Because they kind of hinted at Wakanda in that episode too, when they were hinting about like because they were they made a reference to it. When they were talking about like hidden cities and stuff like that. Hmm. So maybe, I don't know. That's the only connection I could come up with. The one that got me was the new one though. The Yo. Well, no, Lagos is where Wanda fucks up in Civil War. 
Oh, okay. Well, then it was a simpler explanation. Okay. Yeah, the new one. The the new one I thought was hilarious because. I kid you not, I know I'm watching it on Disney Plus that came on and my first thought was, oh, a commercial. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what the fuck? Because I used to those type of commercials. Familiar, dude. It, it, you know what it reminded me? You remember the um I think it's like Biker Mice from Mars. There was another show there. Street Sharks. Street Sharks. That's what it reminded me of. Biker Mice from Mars. Holy crap. Hey, that was a good Okay, it wasn't a good show, but it was a show. <laughs> it was a show. It was a show that I You know remember. how I just See, I didn't there was a lot of those shows I didn't watch, but I knew of them because I would either see the toy commercials or in this case, when I would read Nintendo Power, they'd be like, "Hey, here comes a Super Nintendo game called Biker Mice from Mars." And I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's a cartoon." Remember Bucky O'Hare? Yeah, that was a video That's game too. Captain Bucky O'Hare. Remember Mighty Max? I had a bunch of those. I oh, I, I do remember Mighty Max. Yeah, it was Polly Pocket for boys. It's exactly what it was. Yep. And then they had a cartoon. That was the first time I ever heard Tony J as a voice actor. Was in the Mighty Max cartoon. And I remember when I saw Hunchback of Notre Dame, I'm like, that's that guy. And then I realized he was in Beauty and the Beast. I'm like, that's that guy. And then he just became like this ultimate voice actor. He was in a ton of... Then I never realized he was in Rugrats. He was the Lipschitz. And he had other roles, too. Because he just had that iconic voice. So he was in everything. We talked about that the other week, about voice actors who only ever do the one voice. But they're in everything. There's a there's a perfect example. He hardly ever changed up his voice. He may have taken in a slight accent. For the Lipschitz thing, he just kind of went a little German. But that was it. That's all he had to do. It was still him. Yeah. yeah. We could totally do it. We could totally do it. Mm-hmm. We could totally get into that. We'll have to, like, you know what? One day I'll look to see how much it actually costs to, like, license out an anime that hasn't been ported over and we'll just fucking dub it <laughs> we'll ourselves. just be all we'll just be all the voices yeah we'll be all the voices oh, you're we'll gonna accidentally have licensed hentai <laughs> we'll get hentai licenses and be like listen this is all we can get okay we only had 50 bucks and this what we get is what <laughs> we get <laughs> well um, if alarize is listening to this oh yeah alarize could do like he's definitely the villain though <laughs> it's me. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, back but to the show. The kids. This is not this is not a theory, but it turns out Tommy and Billy are actually Speed and Wiccan. Yep. And that's and not a theory. The of, by the end of the latest episode, they have their powers. Well, you know what I loved in that Halloween episode when they were dressed like their comic book characters, but it's not them. They're wearing the outfits they wear in the comics, but it's also not because they're actually supposed to be other things. Like he's supposed to be a Mexican wrestler. Yeah. Oh, and she, well, yeah. And she, I forgot what she said. She was supposed to be just Sokovian fortune teller. Sokovian fortune teller. That's right. So that yeah, and I the thought boys that was being dressed up as their characters too. Oh yeah. I man. know. That, it was so that episode good. was good. Was so and good. then how, how uncle Petro is actually the cool uncle and he's kind of just a slob and he's like, Hey, uncle P's got this. He's, he, now he's like the freeloader guest star. And yeah. he's fully aware. 
Yes, so, he is. That's the thing, right? Is he is one hundred percent aware? He's a hundred percent aware. So how how did you do it? How is this? How is that? Because yeah, he and he also knows that he's dead, or he's supposed to be dead. <laughs> dead husband can't die twice. Blast! <laughs> like damn, he deserved well, that. Well, he does. He hundred yeah. percent deserved that fucking blast. That was that was pretty funny. <laughs> What happened to your accent? What happened to your accent? <laughs> Did you catch the kick-ass reference? Yeah. yeah. I, I caught that one immediately. I had to explain that to the missus. But, oh, oh you see, the guy that was... It's not even him, but it was the other It's guy. not him, but it's the other guy. He's kick-ass and kick-ass. I love that scene in... Which one is it? It's not Apocalypse, is it? When the house blows up and he rescues everybody, or yep. yeah, it's an apocalypse. It's yeah. apocalypse. Sweet, I freak dreams. Oh, uh, he's just yeah, just puts on the, the headphones and just rescues everyone, including the goldfish. Yeah, that's the <laughs> best. He, he was like throwing mattresses out and shit like that, and then just I know, people. I love it. Yeah, throwing mattresses out so you can throw kids out into the, into the lawn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was so good. That's such a great scene. Yeah, they did a more traditional speedster in this one. I liked how they did it in the X-Men movies. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. And of course, what we what we know now is that uh Wanda has decided that her reality is too small and has expanded it. I don't And I any don't... Go for it. Well, no, anybody that was outside the boundary and got turned into it, like we mentioned before, got turned into something. So we know Darcy's going to show up as a different character or unaware of her surroundings. We saw what happened to all the sword agents, and pretty much the only people who made it out were the the bad guy and was... Were they inside uh, Jimmy Woo and Rambo? Or were they I outside? I don't know. I think they they made a mention like, hey, look. And then that was the last we saw of them. So we don't know. Okay, and can they I did say- make a mention saying that Wanda is rewriting everybody's DNA. Yes. Because that's and because, what- And Monica going in for a second time is going to give her her superpowers. Yep. Yes. Yep. That's how we're going to get that reference. We kind of knew that was coming, though. Once you know who Monica Rambo is, you're like, well, we know where that's going. And one one big reference I'd just like to point out: WandaVision takes place in New Jersey. Another wonderful contribution to the pop culture of my home state. You're welcome, world. This awful thing, this fake awful thing, happened in your state. So now I figure, like she she had. Just this town now. I'm like, she probably has the whole county locked down now. I mean, probably out of all the towns that she could have picked, Jersey is probably the least populated. So yeah, go for it. Least populated? How? I'm just fucking with you, honestly. <laughs> New Jersey is the most densely populated state in the country. Yeah, but as far <laughs> as towns, everybody has pockets of towns that like nobody fucking live in. Like, I can go to Detroit and not be able to move because there's so many people, but then I can go, like, a few miles north and be like, where the fuck? There's nothing here. There's a tree, and I don't know where that else. Like, nothing. 
There's a tree. Listen, I you mean, know it's true. We've been to There Florida. probably is. We've been to Oh, I know. I've driven through the Everglades. Right. You can In the Everglades, you can see nothing. out to the horizon on both sides, and it's just flat swamp. <laughs> it's all it is. It's, flat it's like swamp. Not a fucking soul. And then meanwhile, it, all, if you go to like Disney, hmm. you cannot see anything but people, no matter where you go. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing you do is you build a berm. Uh, is there more to this? Oh, sorry. I paused no, for a little it. bit. <laughs> okay. No, that's it. You build a berm <laughs> so they thing. can't see past. They can't okay. see past it. <laughs> Turn it into Disneyland. Oh, man. <laughs> this is oh. Wanda's own personal Disney right now. She oh, made her shit. own. She built a berm. She really did. <laughs> she did. So, I, yes. I did uh, like the fact that they call it, like, the Hex. Because it's hexagonal. I didn't like that reference. I was like, okay, cool. That that explains that. Or um, when the guy's just like, did they have any evil, like awful names that they called her? Nope, none. <laughs> like no evil names. So the one thing I'm mostly interested in is how much does how aware is Vision that he's actually dead? He's aware uh, that there's that, that that something's amiss. He's aware that there is a that there's a mysterious force controlling stuff, but does he actually know that he himself is not alive? I don't think so. I think he's under the assumption that, like, what kind of trick did Wanda play on people? Why do people think I'm dead? Obviously, I can't be dead because I'm here. I don't think it's hit him yet until he remembers his past. So I don't know what's happening to ca- to kind of, like, block him from remembering who he was up until that point because he doesn't even remember being in an avenger so yeah it's almost like everything up until the beginning of episode one has been erased and for for both of them i honestly don't believe that wanda started it not willingly or not knowingly anyway I something, think something somebody happened. did something to wanda to start it yeah yeah Something That's happened. Wanda who are they going to go for in the multiverse of madness? Is it Mephisto? We shall Is find Dormammu out. coming back around, and he's like, "I got a burden for you, bitch." Well, it's going to run for nine episodes, and we have hit episode six, so we have three more episodes to figure out what is going to happen, and then. So. Is the next week straight to Falcon and Winter Soldier? Was Falcon and Winter Soldier start the thirteenth? Let's uh, let's take bets. Vision alive or dead by the end? I have a feeling he's gonna flat out be dead. He's gonna understand what happened. He's gonna. He's not going to be happy that of ha- the fact. Not necessarily that she resurrected him, but why she did it and selfish reasons and. Because I, I think he won't be able to handle that. Well, they even said that he had a, a, a living will that said that he didn't want to be brought back because he be a weapon. Yeah, he didn't want to be a weapon. So he's not going to be happy about this because she's... And that's... Well, they almost get into a fight in the one episode. They come really close to fighting. Yeah. 
So, and he's like, "I'm gonna remember this." And she's like, "Are you though? Are, Are you, you though?" <laughs> There's, I think they're gonna have a showdown. Is what's gonna ultimately boil down to. And you're gonna learn that it's you know somebody. Uh, or maybe it's not even the real Vision. Maybe this is just her memory of Vision, and he's she's playing that role as well. And this is all like a coping mechanism of some sort. Because why the fuck is his, her brother there? I know, this he, is crazy. He, he said it. I heard you calling me, so I came. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. So yeah, we have three more episodes. There is one week off... And then Falcon Winter Soldier. Well, here's the other thing about the the Quicksilver deal is we know that uh, like we already know that it's not the same actor from Ultron. And they're talking about I mean, they even show the clip, right? And it's not him. So I have a feeling that that Quicksilver is going to actually be alive from an alternate universe. And that's why he's self-aware. And then we're going to end up with two Quicksilvers? I think... Well, one Quicksilver was already killed. I think... But this one was not. They tried to get the... And this is thinking outside. This is me, like, thinking business thing. They probably asked him if he wanted to come back. And he either said no or had some sort of outrageous price. And uh, they just went, well, fuck you. We'll just get the old Quicksilver. That's well, possible. fuck you. We'll just get. <laughs> It'll be funny, and people will appreciate it. And they were right. I still think there's a darker purpose there, because they draw attention to it very easily. With the she recast him. So True, we'll see. But I feel like most people would know, and that's why. I don't know. Maybe you're right. I mean, I, I freaked I, out when it was him, when it was Evan Peters and that. Yeah, when yeah. I saw that, I was just like, what the fuck is happening right now? I was like, oh, shit, it's the X-Men one. Everybody freaked out. While. It took me a while, too, because I watched it, and I was like, oh, cool, they got the same, wait a minute. <laughs> I was just like. We well, that is Quicksilver, but that's not the one I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm excited. I can't wait. This is I'm I'm upset that I didn't wait for all nine episodes so I could just binge it. Because I'm I'm anxious now. See, I said this with The Mandalorian, and I'm gonna say it again. I like that I st- that there are a couple of new TV shows that I can still do this with. Because and I'm gonna tell you exactly why. Because I don't have the ability or time to binge an entire TV show in one shot, which means I would get spoilers for everything before I would even have a chance. And right now, all I have to do is avoid social media for the couple of hours before, because a lot of people are watching it like first thing in the morning, and I don't have the ability to do that either. So until Friday evening or Saturday morning, when I get to sit down and watch it, if I'm going to get spoiled on anything, it's just going to be one episode, not the whole damn series. I'm okay with this. And it gives me a reason to look forward to next week, which is what TV shows used to do. That now we're being spoiled, Eric. We're well, being now spoiled about TV getting shows, everything once. Well, now TV shows are so linear, right? They're like they actually have a go- an ongoing storyline for the entire season, and now it's it's really fucking sucks to wait. <laughs> yeah. Whereas yeah. in the back in the olden days, the show it could be they don't nothing that happened last week mattered. 
back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> the show would have like a theme, but it would only be for that episode, and then you didn't really care. And if you miss an episode, oh well, it doesn't matter. It's, it's all. Re- but if you miss an episode now, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. Good luck catching. But it's up. also really easy to catch the episode you missed now. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's the but other like, thing with streaming services. Yeah, like Scrubs. Scrubs had a underlying story like uh, to it, kind of right or timeline. We'll put it that way. They had a timeline, but you could watch the episodes kind of out of order, and it really didn't matter. Well, I mean, that's the yeah. other thing. Like, yeah, like we have the interpersonal relationships are the continuity between episodes, but what happens isn't very important episode to episode. Correct. But even like even like the office and parks and rec did stuff like that. They would have a general storyline for the season, but the events of that particular episode were generally confined to that episode. So yeah, that's true. But I like it. I'm glad I started watching it. Oh, same. I'm not disappointed. I just wish all the episodes were out so I could binge it. I understand. But also, also and realize I that them. Yeah, releasing it episode by episode. See, I got annoyed when the new season of Stranger Things came out as one thing, and I was glad it was on a it was on the holiday weekend because I'm like, I have to watch this because by the time I get to work on Monday, people are going to be talking about it, and if I'm not caught up, so I had to dedicate myself to watch that. And with this, I don't have to. I only have to dedicate thirty minutes. Well, that's not- the thing I was about to say is. This is probably the only of these shows that are going to be that short. Well, I I think they're going to do a lot more of these. And, and here's why. Um, so Disney Plus is a monthly subscription service. So it doesn't make sense for them to drop it all at once when you can finish it in an, after, like an afternoon on your day Correct. off. Or Correct. So Correct. if they release well, it one Netflix episode a week... And it's nine episodes. That's nine weeks. At, you have at to that. dedicate you yourself. You have to buy one more. You have to buy two more months. Yeah. Three months. Three months. And like you said, they only took one week off before uh, doing the uh, Falcon. Right. So yeah. you're going to you're going to end up paying more for that one, too. And they just keep doing this over and over again. They have to make people stay subscribed for a really long time and this is a great way of doing it i don't because one of, one of netflix's issues is when they drop everything that's the reason why shows don't go beyond three seasons because they realized new uh new show way more subscribers that month then the second season comes out more subscribers that month third season comes out they don't get more subscribers when a third season comes out that's they've why they've already got everybody why a lot of those shows are go away after the third season because the third season doesn't bring in new subscribers. Yeah. This okay, binge binging stuff is great for old shows, but for new stuff they should still do what Disney's doing cuz this is how they're going to win the war. And I and I know there's going to be a lot of people with that same mindset as Eric, they prefer to do a whole binge. And I don't necessarily disagree cuz there are some older shows where if like when I first started watching Breaking Bad, it was long after the show had ended. But the big thing for me was the fifth season hadn't been released on Netflix yet. 
And then finally somebody clued me in. They're like, they're going to release it at this time. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll actually be I won't even be caught up by then. So I started watching it because I didn't want to start dedicating myself to a show like that unless I was able to see all of it. For a new show, it's one thing. But for a show that's already ended, if either give me all of it or give me none of it. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but like. I mean, if if there is. You know, if it's a long running series, it doesn't matter because if it's a long running series, chances are the older seasons are going to be up there anyway. So you could binge what you need to do or what you need to binge to catch up. Right. Well, here, here's the thing. This is, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they announced that it's going to end after the season. I'm looking forward to watching all of those episodes in like a month, within a, within a month when it ends. That show is so good, man. It's yeah, I gotta so start watching. I gotta, it I'm like, oh, cool! I can actually probably start watching it. And they're like, why haven't you been watching? And it was like, because because by the time I realized it was a really good show and it was worth watching, it was like season five. And I'm not gonna do that because I'm not going to binge for a month and then watch week by week because that drove me nuts. I made a decision that I wasn't gonna stop watching. I was gonna stop watching TV shows week to week a few Fox years ago. Has I a bad didn't... habit of canceling good fucking shows. Yeah, we know that. But, well, I mean, this show is being ended like mutually by the creators and everybody. Like this show is, it's reached its end. A lot of my favorite TV shows that I've watched. I mean, I started Game of Thrones after there were five seasons already, and then I was excited about the new week to week schedule. Well, I started, started, how many how many episodes are in a season of Game of Thrones? Like twelve at the most. Ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't all like matter. Hour long. Yeah, well, that doesn't. Well, still, like, that's not. A thing. All right, but my point is, like, I understand what you're saying, but well, there are 25 episodes of a show. Right, but I understand what you're saying is like, there's a lot of shows that I ended up that ended up becoming my favorite of all time, like Big Bang Theory or Rick and Morty, that I didn't start on when they were new. Yeah, Big Rick and Bang Morty, Theory, I wasn't in until season three had ended. I think. I didn't start Rick and Morty until season three was like, I watched the first two seasons and then I was excited for season three season and then one big, baby big thing. Big bang theory was already up to season four by the time I actually started actively watching it. And that then was office and parks and recreation office was like three seasons in parks <clears> was <throat> ending their first season. When I got in, I mean, that's just it. Like sometimes you, you get in late and you realize the show's good. So yeah, you don't mind. But thankfully, those were mid-season replacements, so there's only like six episodes in there for a season. So, all right. Yeah. So we got so since we're we're on the topic of Disney Plus, we have to talk about this because people want our opinions on it. Now, we do have a rule on CKCC Radio about not delving into political topics, but this does tie into nerd culture, and I think it is worth at least mentioning and discussing. Gina Carano, who plays Cara Dune on The Mandalorian, was fired from the show for her. Well, let's let's just examine this by facts. She was posting stuff that was upsetting people. She was told to stop doing it. She continued to do it. And as a result, she got fired. And the direct result of that brought up the whole cancel culture thing. So first off. Okay, what 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 would you how how should we start with this? Because there's a lot of ways to tackle this. Okay, I'm gonna go from the angle that I used to work at Disney. Disney as a whole owns Lucas Films, Marvel, uh, a, a slew of things, right? 
And one of the properties in her case would be the Lucasfilm Star Wars is that it's supposed to tailor to everyone, families, right? It's not a <clears throat> dark and gritty, right? It's not Touchstone, which they own, by the way. Touchstone has like, you know, the rated R stuff and whatnot. This is <laughs> right. something that everybody's going to to watch and enjoy and they have a certain appearance or uh it's a pg to, it's a pg yeah. ip yeah and, and they need to have a public image of that and they can't have any of their main cast disrupting that or else they have to do something and they ask that person to not do at first which is their warning which to be frank I worked at Disney. We didn't get much of a warning for for some shit. You were just told. You were just let go. You accidentally say fuck on stage. And you're done. You know that kind of thing. So now, her being a for an actress, right? A movie star. She is a public figure, which means no matter what she does, she's going to be represented whatever she is currently working on. So if the only thing you're working on is a Disney IP, then it all goes back to Disney. Now, if she was working with other things and it was a dark and gritty stuff, then she can be like, oh, you know, she'd still have to watch what you say, but now she's got more representatives. So even if she got fired from one, she would still be technically hired with others. So she should have been able to handle that better now i understand freedom of speech but freedom of speech does not mean freedom of con- uh, without consequence like- that is exactly my freaking point here and every so i've noticed i've learned two things about people when they talk about free speech or bring up the first amendment one nobody actually knows what the first amendment is actually defending all they hear is freedom of speech means i can say whatever i want which of course is demonstrously false because that's not what the First Amendment is defending. There's actually even things that go against that freedom of speech doesn't cover. Yes, Correct. there are. You can't that mention true. killing there's somebody. The, there's the famous, you can yell theater in a crowded firehouse, but not fire in a crowded theater. Correct. Because if when you incite danger... it creates a clear and present danger. Correct. And that's something the freedom of speech does not cover. And this is, this is an argument, because I hear this all the time. People get upset when they're like, you know, oh, you know, what if I if I buy a ticket to a baseball game, I can do whatever I want. I can flip off the players and blah, blah, blah. They can't throw me out. They can't get upset if my kid sees that or whatever. Then they shouldn't have brought their kid there. I'm like, you are so far off the point. It's not even funny. You're so far off the point. The entire that is you your ticket gets you in to attend as a fan. But A, there's all kinds of stuff written on that ticket in the fine print that tells you what you need to, what you can and cannot do. Like, okay. If, I, so here's here's a, here's a freedom of speech argument right now. If you truly believe that you can say whatever you want without consequence, because that's your right, your freedom of speech, then this is what I want everybody to do. Go to your day job, walk in there, Tell your boss to suck your ass and then tell them that that's freedom of speech and there's no consequence they can do about it. Try it and tell me, tell me what happens at best. 
you're gonna piss him off. <laughs> at uh, well, at best, at best, they might actually suck your ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. That could, that could be considered a proposition. <laughs> so that is possible. Oh, but if you walked into the HR director's office and told them that their mother was a whore and then claimed that that was just freedom of speech, that HR director ain't going to be okay with that. You know what the HR director is going to do? They're going to possibly fire you. And then call their mom just to make They're, sure. Just to make sure. <laughs> exactly. They'd be like, maybe this guy knows something I don't. Okay. I got, I got one for you. This is going to sound horrible to word it this way, but it's... But try it. Go to the most ghetto part of your town and start screaming out on the sidewalk about how much you hate the main demographic that lives there. Tell me that how, how that turns out for you. And hold up a sign that says it's your freedom of speech. Uh, do not if try this at home. We, we are not responsible for anything you do if, outside. If you <laughs> I would be... I would be why am I the voice of reason right now? Chris, stop it. <laughs> Well, this is what no, you know what? If the if people was actually dumb enough to do that, that's called thin in the herd. Oh Jesus. No, no, no. no. People won't actually, do that okay. IRLs. They will only do it on the internet. Oh yeah. And that's the other thing, is everybody's so so cozy behind their keyboards now. That's a oh, that's been a big problem. And and you know I, what? Okay, to be perfectly honest, I'm gonna I'm gonna share some some stuff about me personally. I whoa. am a I'm a libertarian, first off, so I don't follow the Democrats or Republicans, I believe that there should be a minimal government. I believe it should just be uh, for defense and for the, and I mean majority, I'm talking about like 70% of people are, are votes should determine what is happening, right? Like smaller governments, fine, right? There's no reason to have one government running the entire country. There's no reason for like, let's say there's some sort of regulation to have uh, hurricane insurance on homes in Florida. Well, if they regulate it, like why, why not cover the whole fucking country? Cause the whole country doesn't fucking need it. Anyway, I digress. So with that said, I believe you should be able to do whatever you want. But at that same point, the person who runs that company can also do whatever they want. So if you work for you're not somebody. in your own house you're not in your right. own house. Your house and the house it's... that you own that you're you're proclaiming these things you're not flying your whatever flag to represent your beliefs outside your own house you're in a place of business uh, which is privately owned which is private property which is owned by someone else who is paying you to be there and has regulations that you must follow to be there well, there was uh, the 10 or so years ago, there was the football player, the basketball player at Brigham Young, and he got kicked out of the school because he had sex and they found out about it. And everyone's like up in arms like, you're supposed to fuck all the time when you're in college. And it was like, this is Brigham Young University. It is the Mormon University. It is in their rules. You sign a contract saying you will not fuck while you are out when you when you, you are at the contract. school. And he broke the contract and he got kicked out of the school. Well, it's like when when and Dan Dan knows about these stories, these wrestlers that get in trouble for for the crap that they say in public. And then the company punishes them by releasing them from their contracts because they're like, you have an image to represent. You represented us poorly. So we no longer want to want you to represent us. That's exactly what it is. I mean, Eric can attest to this. We would get in trouble at Disney if we wore an undershirt that wasn't white. 
Oh my God. Yes. Or that was one if of you the, wore the wrong fucking socks. If you wore the wrong color socks, that was part of your wardrobe. They and would there were make two different change. colors. You had two they different socks. They would send you home. You had uh, one color for long pants, one color for short pants. You needed to wear black socks if you were wearing long pants. You needed white socks if you were wearing shorts. That was the rule. And if and you signed off on following that rule. Yes. And it was and the you know, dumbest thing. And here's the other thing. A lot of a lot of places of business in certain states, Pennsylvania for example, they have rules that basically say that they can terminate you for any reason they see fit. If they just plain decide it's a right to work state. Yeah. yeah. If you're just like if they're just like listen, uh we're tired of you. We, we no longer need your service. They can just let you go. And you can't do anything about it. You can't sue them. It's a bit of an oxymoronic name. It's a right to not work state. So here's here's the difference between what happened with Gina Carano and what happens with some of these other people. And I'm going to give a to show that I'm not playing f- favorites here with my point of view. I'm going to give an example on both, quote unquote, sides of the political spectrum. Gina Carano and Colin Kaepernick. Both of them were asked by their employers who they represented to stop doing something. Both of them refused to do it. They were warned again. They refused. They were done. That's exactly what happened. Whether or not I agree or disagree with what they were with the reason why they were doing it, they were told to stop doing it. They did not comply. They faced the consequences. And that's the bottom line here, folks. And here's one more thing I'll say about the whole quote-unquote cancel culture thing. A, stop defending freedom of speech only if it represents the freedom of speech that you prefer because it's either all free or none of it's free. Stop with this political side bullcrap because I'm tired of hearing it. And I hate having to use this as the platform to do it on my own channel and violate my own rule, but when people want to talk about it, we're going to talk about it. And... Number two, we need to reword it. It's, it should not be cancel culture. It should be adult responsibility. Some of these people are not responsible. Some of them don't care, and they face the consequences. And you're just upset because their viewpoint sided with yours. And that's why they got in trouble. But you can't pick and choose that stuff. So please stop. Have I eloquated that properly? Yeah, I think we probably could have spent like... Less time on it, honestly, but yeah. Probably, but it should have been like, okay, everybody has the right to do whatever they want, including companies. So if they don't want you anymore, then they let you go. <laughs> That's pretty much what the, the whole fucking story should have been. There you go. Some, there you go. There's I, your sum up. The freedom of speech thing, I don't think any speech is free. I, there's nothing in this world that's fucking free. It's going to cost you at some point. All all that means is that the government can't persecute you for it, but that doesn't mean anybody else can. Also, do you guys know what proximal cause is in law speak? Nope. Okay. So if you punch somebody out, right, and you break their jaw and they require surgery to fix their jaw, the direct cause of their broken jaw was your fist colliding with their face, right? But the proximal cause of their jaw being broken could have been the actions leading up to it. That's how that's a defense that lawyers use in court, like in in an assault charge. So if I am pestering you to no end, Eric, I am being obnoxious to you. I am 
berating you. I'm talking ill about your mother and your girlfriend, your fiance, you know, your cats. Don't let them and know you about are just, each other. And you, yeah, good God. <laughs> don't, I'm already not planning to edit this episode. Please don't force me to. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Anyway. I mean, there was a long pause when I said berm. <laughs> I, well, I, I'll, 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 I'll shorten okay, it. So you're, <laughs> I'm not, you're just adding more to that story. I was like, I'm waiting. <laughs> okay. You're, no, you're verbally. <laughs> I'm verbally berating you, and you're telling me to stop doing it, and I am not listening. And it finally gets to the point where I actually threaten you, or your safety's threatened because maybe I've, like, chest bumped you or something, or... You know, I'm in your face or something, and you just knock me out cold. And that's all you do is you just knock me out. You're not repeatedly hitting me like you've done in the past to people who spit on you. Oh, my God. But you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you just knocked, you just cold cocked me, and now I'm trying to sue you for assault. You know what they're going to, you know what the lawyers are going to question? Well, why did he hit you? And when you tell them the story, they'll be like, well, so the proximal cause was he said this, did this. And then he initiated the assault by basically getting up in your face and making physical contact first. He became a threat, and you punched him out to neutralize the threat. Therefore, uh, the proximal cause will oversee the direct cause. And there you go. Proximal cause wins, folks. I'm sorry to say it. Having said all that, what do you do to the Cara Dune character now? Do you Nothing. You just say she's off doing a new Republic business. I I wouldn't even do, the show's and over. Create a new character, and you create the a new season's character. Season's over. The show's over. Her role is over. She she got to complete her her basically her job, and her job is no longer needed. There's no longer a need to include her in any story. Okay, but I, if they do want to re like redo her story i mean as much as i would say i'd love to see the original actor play that role it it's ultimately up to the company there's nothing saying that she's the only person that can play that role i mean i am i'm not a fan i'm generally not a fan of recasting but i understand why it happens like, they recasted Dario in Game of Thrones. They recasted Lori in that 70s show. It was noticeable, but at the same time, they're, you just kind of roll with it. Uh, I personally would do what Dan said. I say, she's off doing her thing, and you just re- you introduce a new character. You, hi- you get a new badass female to fill the spot. Because the storyline, the way it's going, is going to start arcing towards him going after the throne of Mandalore anyway. Because mm-hmm. well, now he's got the dark saber, and now he's got that that issue to deal with. So, so does he become? Yeah, she's no longer relevant to the story at hand. Or does she? Does he have to you know, deal with? She wasn't in a lot of episodes to begin with. No, she wasn't. Her only real tie was that she was a shock trooper, and she we revealed that she was from Alderaan. She should have so just walked did. away with Bill Burr and called it a day. <laughs> Plus, then, everybody's looking towards the Book of Fed anyway. Yeah, and then when Bill Burr comes back, we're like, ah, she died. 
If anybody could pull off a story, it'd be Bilber. I mean, if he has to be the explanation as to how Cara Dune died, then. <laughs> yeah. But I don't even know if I would kill the character. I would just have her disappear. She's officially a marshal in the new Republic. Yeah. So she's busy doing maneuver public stuff. You don't even have to bring her up at all, but if you do, you just be like, oh, yeah, that's what she's doing. You can't get her, Mando. 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 All right, so we are now over an hour into the show, which means it's time to do the entertainment challenge. All right, what do we got this week? And what kind of sex jokes did the banana do? (laughs) (laughs) She did not. Aw. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a cast of a TV show. We're going to recast one of the actors and just ruin it completely. Now we're bringing Evan Peters to take a place of Aaron Taylor Johnson. We're going to ruin the show with a recasting. Okay. Kind of appropriate, right? All right. I'm so assuming our, this has to be live action or could they have done like cartoon? It could be whatever they wanted. It, whatever they, they wanted. Rugrats and replace Tommy different. with like uh, Tim Allen or something. Any like a random complete care. Instead of Tommy, it's Fred Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> So here we go. The entertainment challenge. Our first entry comes from our loyal patron, the guy who's generally first in these games, Randy Moyer, Destroyer Moyer. Randy, what's going on? He has has taken the show House and has replaced Hugh Laurie with Dr. Jack Kevorkian. Okay. Which pretty much defeats what House was going for. Yes, but I think that'd be a more interesting show. It ruined just, that show. Clearly, but purposely think, kills every case he gets. I mean, basically, those patients were going to die regardless. If you think about it, if House wasn't there, those patients are fucking dead. He so just imagine Doctor Kevorkian in there, and we're like, "Hey, I have this thing; it's killing me, and I I don't want to live with it." I'm just like, "Well, I can help." <laughs> Let's do this thing. Every show would just be like, ah, rat poison here. (laughs) Cyanide (laughs) over there. Yeah. So it it basically turned into uh, Dexter, but like, you know, medical edition, I guess. Dexter MD. Here's a bunch of Somas. (laughs) Yeah. Go to sleep. (laughs) So what say you then? Is that is that worthy of a point or would that would that ruin the show for you? I think it would. I think it would probably end the show pretty quick. <laughs> Five episodes in, they get lawyers. Why is everybody you touch die? <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. It's it didn't hit my funny bone. I, I like it. I love it, Randy, but it didn't hit my funny bone. All right, that's going to be a no from Eric. Dan, I don't give it a point. Cause I think it, it yeah, it, I didn't think it was that funny, but I think it does hit the point of the game, though. I think it definitely ruins the show, so I'm giving yeah. it a point, too. All right, so two points for Randy. Our next entry comes from another loyal patron, also the host of the Gold Binge Cast, Jay Wingar, one of our Among Us cohorts here. He takes the Cosby show and replaces Bill Cosby from the 80s with the Bill Cosby from today. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, fuck. 
So the only difference me, is we know what he did back then. He he knows exactly. He knows exactly what he's doing. That's a lot of Jello pudding pops going around now. He knows that we know what he was doing at that point in time. Oh shit! I don't think he. Oh man, that's terrible. That's funny. It's funny. That's all right. So that's three points for Jay. Three points. Earmark that. That was one. easy. Ah, oh, we have already earmarked from Eric. Earmark. That's fucking terrible. I love it. I threw an, I threw an job, E Jay. at the end of that. All right, this comes from host of the Race Nerd Podcast, yet another patron, Matt Hardman. In WandaVision, the role of Vision is now played by Stephen Hawking. Oh, God damn. <laughs> Current day <Uh-oh>. Stephen Hawking. <laughs> well, present day Stephen Hawking would be, well, oh, oh my God, I just realized how funny this actually is. Because Vision's also dead. Oh, that makes it so much worse. So what's actually happening is he's actually fine, right? Like this is like he can walk and everything, but but then they're getting flashbacks to him in the wheelchair. Oh my god. I yeah, you know what? That's a point. That's definitely a point. That's a point. Point. I'm gonna have can I earmark more than one? Absolutely. Yeah. You can earmark okay. as many as you want. All right. Your mark is just, gets, this just one so he brings it back up later when it comes time to pick a winner. Yeah, this this means I'm specifically going to read these back to you for your winner. Okay. Okay. There you go. This is the first <laughs> no. time your marks more than one. So. Get All right. Well, Eric, Eric's having a good day. I'm having a great right. day. I'm out of monster right. though. <laughs> well, Hannah is stepping up now. Oh, I see what you did there. And. In Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Buffy is uh, now Borat. <laughs> so now it's Borat the Vampire Slayer. Oh my god. Very nice. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a point for me because that 120% ruined that show. Yeah, I would a That'd million so times bad. ruin that show. <laughs> it's kind of funny too because I can actually picture it. Just him running around like Romania or something like that. Stabbing <laughs> vampires. It wouldn't even just be vampires. It'd be everybody. He he would just In say, country, oh, that was a vampire. Problem, and the problem is the vampire. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah. All right. Three points to Hannah. Okay. All right. Here comes another patron and podcast host, Jeff Trelowitz. How I Met Your Mother, but the role of Barney Stinson is now played by Barney the Dinosaur. Oh, my God. And everyone acts like it's normal. Oh, God. I would, I'm just I, everybody trying to act like it's normal. And imagine Barney just trying to, like, have sex with everybody. And wear a suit. And wear a suit. Oh, imagine Barney in a suit. Suit I, Suit up, boys and girls. This 150% ruins the show for me. So that's. I would watch one episode. (laughs) And I'd be done after that one episode. That would be it. Yeah. That would be. I would see it once and then swap it back. But yeah. Can't do it. All right. Three points to Jeff. (laughs) So Eric, stepping up for her very first game, is our old friend Susie. Susie, hey. My old roommate. And her entry, it's the Mandalorian, but 
Grogu, also known as Baby Yoda, is now played by Gilbert Gottfried. Hold up, hold up. Like, just the voice or actual <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey? <laughs> like, Grogu sounds like Gilbert Godfrey? Either way, it's you know, ruined. Either you know, way, Mando. it's ruined. It's ruined. <laughs> Affleck! <laughs> oh, my God. Point. That was yeah. Point. Oh I'm I am for, uh, like, a three-minute clip. <laughs> I actually do like Gilbert Gottfried. I think he's really funny, but oh, that would too. grade, but that would grade on me to, to no end. If if Grogu if Grogu talked in uh, not rhymes, but like I I don't know what Yoda's uh, like speech rhythm thing is. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it, it, does it yeah. have a name? If Grogu I mean, spoke or, like Yoda he, like, uh, did, does like he he like backwards his uh yeah sentence structure or whatever? Yeah. We don't know if that's a species thing or that's a him thing. Yeah, true. But if it's a species thing, imagine Gilbert Gottfried trying to do that. <laughs> Definite point from me. Do or do not. There is no try. Uh, and then he gets lost and just starts telling the aristocrats. There's a oh my God. <laughs> there's a video out there of Gilbert <laughs> Godfrey reading like Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh my God! It's gold. It's gold. I'm sure it is. <laughs> hey, speaking of voice actors who are in everything and never change their voice, <laughs> there you go. There's another one. I don't. I honestly don't think that's his real voice. That can't be his real voice. Oh, I think it is, and that's what's scary about it. I think that's just his persona. That's not his actual voice. He's done his actual voice like on a Howard Stern show, I think, before. It's it's there's a bit of a put on, but it's yeah. Alright, so our friend Mancubus steps up to the plate now. Sus. BJL, Brian James Leon. It's Futurama. But with Bender replaced with C3PO. Oh man. Seeing as Bender is the best character, yes, that would totally fuck it up. I mean, yeah. I love C3PO, but that just wouldn't work. It Let's wouldn't. go already. However, <laughs> they could easily replace Fry. <laughs> it's just P3CPO and Fry. I mean, yeah. Uh, 3PO is like the personality opposite of Bender. So. Yeah. Yeah. How, on a scale of C3PO to Bender, how nice is your robot? Wait, you That's guys have robots? One. Don't you? <laughs> oh, he didn't get the memo, Dan. Oh, man. Ah, oh, you missed out. I thought about I got a Lucy. Robot, I got a Lucy. I want to scare the cats. Yeah, so we got one of those vacuum cleaners and we had to return it because Perry was attacking it. Because Perry decided it was a new toy and literally went after it. He, when it would dock on the station, he would figure out how to turn it on so he could play with it. We had to return it because we couldn't. I found it the one day I came downstairs before work and it wasn't in its station and I found it wedged in between my computer and the wall. <laughs> because Perry had turned it on in the middle of the night and that's where it had gone to die. 
Yeah, I mean, if the cat keeps doing it, it's going to run out of juice in the middle of the place. It, right? it, that's exactly what it did. So, yeah. We cannot have nice things because we have Perry. Perry is the nice thing. Air quotes. Uh, yeah, I'm giving that one a... that oh. That's a point from me. Definitely a point yeah, from me. So what was the fuck? Oh, C-3PO. Yeah, that, that would ruin the show. Bender's the best character. Definitely ruin it. Eric? It would ruin say? it. It would ruin it. I don't know if I found it necessarily funny, but it would ruin it. So, okay, I, you know go. what? Just, just to be consistent, I didn't give the first one a point. I'm, I can't give it this one. All right. So two points then. I'm C-3PO, baby. <laughs> that just doesn't work. I'm going to start my own with blackjack and hookers. Oh, my. I'll go start my own theme park. Yeah, that's not going to work. Our final entry this week comes from the guy who made me put a longer than 24-hour listing on this game. Host of J Bunny's Music Hub, Jason Shin. Okay, so Eric, you got I got to tell you this background story real quick. When we originally did this game on the old wrestling podcast, the original game, you had a 24-hour window to submit your stuff. That was all you got. Jason complained. <laughs> well, Jason complained endlessly about how he was never able to play because he either didn't have time to submit something or didn't have enough time to think of something worthy to be submitted or whatever. So after pestering me for weeks, I finally relented and I made the game a three. Was it? Yeah, it was three days, right? Yeah, three whole days. Went it to Thursday night. So yeah. yeah, Monday night to Thursday night. Yeah, so you had three full days to make to make an entry because we would generally re- recorded back then on Thursday nights, so it would end right before we'd record. That was the rule, and you know what he did? He stopped playing altogether. Oh my! Just God. didn't play anymore. I literally, we call it the Jason Shin rule, which he even called it on this game this week. He said, oh, I see the Shin rule still in effect. And yep, it still is. And it has been for literally years now. (laughs) And so I'm very happy to see him play. And here is his entry. Replace any of the Power Rangers mentor characters, which would include Zordon, Dulcia, etc. With Leslie Jones. Just like everything else she is in, she just screams a lot and inappropriately flirts with the male rangers. Yep. I don't know. You're done without the it would definitely ruin the show again. Now well, I know you don't like her not- and exactly why you don't like her. It ruins the show for him because he can't stand her, which he also pointed out in the comments. Yes. But I don't think it ruins the show Just for like me. Always Jason Shin and gave us too much information. Which is something he does. I don't know. I didn't think it was funny. No point. Sorry. I also did not find it funny. No. It might have been funny if he just said Leslie Jones and ended there. Let let us draw a conclusion, but no. No explanation needed. So well he's played. He has played twice now, but did not get any points this week. So, mm. oh, the rule's still in effect, but still. Considering okay. it's based on a game where you had seconds to come up with the name. Yeah. 
a show where literally you have to you have to think on the spot and i give a three-day window so we did it based on the hashtag war where you got in fact this game is now a four-day window because i put it up monday nights and end it friday nights as a request from eric so we could get more players so there is no excuse to not play just none just none but anyway we have to choose our winners now, Eric and I earmarked stuff, but Dan, you did not. So let's actually start with you. Did anything stick out in your head as a winner? What were your guys' earmarks? I earmarked The Mandalorian with Gilbert Gottfried. Eric earmarked Bill Cosby with Bill Cosby and Stephen Hawking in WandaVision. Jesus. That was everything that got earmarked. Your other choices were Dr. Jack Kevorkian as Dr. House. Borat the Vampire Slayer, Barney the Dinosaur, or C-3PO on Futurama. So, do we need to circle back to you? Oh, yeah, do yours real quick. Okay, I I vote for The Mandalorian. Of course. I'm going to have to give mine to you, Bill Cosby with Bill Cosby, because... God. Because, yeah, that was pretty bad. It's fucking perfect. Like, literally, you didn't even change the the character, and it was gold. Well, that's all. That's well. That's just it, right? Is you're you're hit. You're trying to hit our our senses of humor at the same time. Yeah. And you, you, well, you know, but did he actually follow the rules? Now that I'm thinking about it, because you said replace, he didn't really replace. But he ruined the show. He did ruin the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's also it's, it's all, all right. Cosby. So here's a famous line that we used to use on the on when we did this on the wrestling show. Arbitrary rules are arbitrary. <laughs> so oh, yeah. does it work for you, Eric? Is yes. what it okay. boils down it, to. to me. There you go. I'm going to have to give it to Cosby. <laughs> OK, well, I think that Gilbert Godfrey of the Mandalorian was not only hilarious, but also not only completely ruined the show, but ruined the cutest thing in Star Wars history. So. Yeah, I'm gonna join you on Mandalorian because I think like out of everything, I would I would watch an episode or two of, but this I would just watch like a minute of. You'd be like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Like, so. Just give me one 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 scene at the most. <laughs> at the most, it would, it would literally make it up to Grugo. Grugo's be like, What's going on? And I'm like, Nope, I'm done. <laughs> All right, so Susie will actually jump on the board with five points, which is not bad, and Jay will walk away with an additional four points this week. Uh, two to Randy Moyer, three to Matt Hardman, three to Hannah, three to Jeff Trelowitz, and two to BJL. That's it. That's the entertainment challenge. So we definitely ruined some TV shows. Man, that was... We got a lot of entries this, this week. Maybe we should just keep it for now on, just Monday to Friday. I think that's it. We'll do it Monday to Friday. No more excuses. All right. So real quick, guys, this came up and I put it in the group and I I need to talk about this. There's a it was one of those things where it's like, what's a fan theory that you 100 percent believe? And my the big one that I always go with is that James Bond is a code word, not a person. It's a pretty popular fan theory. I think it makes sense, right? Um, There's definitely been some other ones out there that I've heard. When they turn into head cannons, like people are like, yep, that would make sense. You guys have any off the top of your heads before I read this? 
Uh, there was one fan theory that when Steve Rogers went back, he became Mr. Rogers. And I, I did uh, see that one. And I totally, uh, I, I a hundred percent agree. That should be accurate, but that's my theory. There you go. Um, I do, I do not accept the fan theory that Homer has been in a coma this whole time, which is why nothing's changed. I refuse to accept that one because that would actually ruin the show for me. But I have heard that one before. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the coma for, uh, have you heard the, the rumor or the, Ash is in a coma. Yes, I've heard that one. Yeah. And when he gets struck, when he gets struck down with the, the Spiro attack, he's actually in a coma. Uh, Peter Pan is the angel of death for children. I've heard that one. I love that one. <laughs> yep. Heard that one. All right. <laughs> oh, real quick, because I just saw the entertainment uh, challenge here. Uh, two things. One. If you're not going to submit an entry and you're just going to rag on my sample, which was recasting Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince with O.J. Simpson, you're just going to rag on that instead of submitting your own entry, then don't even bother commenting at all. I would have given a point to that. Yeah, thank you. Um, Hannah's friend Nicole chimed in when she saw her entry and said, I absolutely hate this, which I thought was really funny. Uh, (laughs) Brian did suggest to Jeff to go with Barney Gumble instead of Barney the Dinosaur. Both of those would have ruined it for me. Nobody understands the Joey image can't bump thing in this group. So stop trying to make jokes work here. And then there was me berating Jason Shin for not playing and then basically bullied him into playing. <laughs> so that, that's we all didn't give him any points. Oh, my God. Now I feel bad. No, One point not. to Jason. <laughs> no, you don't. No, no, that's the rule. You don't get to retroactively change. Once you've made your decision, your decision is final. Fine, Jason, play next week. I'll give you a point. <laughs> He's just going to submit the worst thing ever, <laughs> but at least you'll get a point out of it. So somebody wrote that Kermit the Frog caused 9-11, and apparently it's unintentionally canon. So here's I, – I would have to watch this to figure this out because I haven't seen this in a long time. In the 2002 TV film It's a Very Muppet Christmas Movie – There's a part where an angel shows Kermit an alternate reality where he was never born. For whatever reason, the editors didn't really think about it and continued to use footage with the Twin Towers still standing for the scene. However, they aren't there in his original universe. Therefore, something that Kermit did in his life did in fact cause 9-11 in Muppet lore. And to further fuel the fire from Obed Figueroa Ramos who's going to be starting a D&D campaign. He said, there's a mention in Doctor Who about an incident with a frog on Gallifrey. (laughs) So there you go, guys. Kermit the Frog caused 9-11, and that's canon. Yeah, something... He didn't stop something. Or... Well, one, what the hell was he doing on Gallifrey? How'd he get there? I have so many questions. Is Kermit? All right, so we'll expand the fan theory and make him a Time Lord now. <laughs> oh God, can we do that? <laughs> I just have a feeling he was running from Miss Piggy and actually went into a what he thought was a phone booth. <laughs> it was not a phone booth. Yep, just kind of looked like one. <laughs> As yeah, that's awesome. 
That's something that now exists and you've now heard it and you can't unhear it. So enjoy, everybody. Oh, man. Way to ruin that movie for me. Well, we did mention that it is uh, Valentine's Day right around the corner. So do you guys have any uh, pop culture couples that you're a fan of that you that you rooted for or you were against? Maybe you uh, didn't like those couples or whatever. I'll throw I'll, go for I'll it. Throw, I'll throw one out to start off. Homer and Marge Simpson. They're perfect for each other, and they need to stop doing episodes trying to ruin that. This isn't a Peter and Lois situation or Randy and Sharon Marsh. Homer and Marge were meant for each other. They've told they told the perfect story, and they don't have to constantly go back and edit it. It's the easiest story ever. They met in high school, even though they were from completely different walks of life. So they they met by chance. They Homer tried to get her to go to prom with him to tried to trick her. And then she ended up realizing that she should have gone with him anyway, because her date was a big creep. And they ended up together as a result. Very easy story. What do you got, Eric? Oh man, you're gonna have to circle back around. I'm still thinking. <laughs> Dan, you got any? Uh, couples, man. All right. Well, if you guys are going to keep thinking, I'll throw a few more out there. Uh, how about Amy and Kiff from Futurama? Good couple. Odd. Odd, but they are making it work. Now, I have a couple that I, I know how the show ends. Okay. Just I know how the show ends, but there was no better couple than Barney and Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah. Okay. We know, yeah, we know how it ends, but I refuse to accept that as canon. By the way, oh, there you go. Cool. That show, the way it ended, it should have been how I really wanted to fuck Robin. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Spoiler, by the way. (laughs) Just cuts in. Yeah, the show's over. Everybody knows. Hasn't it been like ten years now? (laughs) Has it been ten years? Making me feel old, Uh, man. You know what? I would imagine some of the shows that we that we've all talked about loving had some of the perfect couples on them. Look at Parks and Rec, Leslie and Ben. April and Andrew, they're probably yeah, Leslie and Ben, (laughs) not Ron and Tammy, (laughs) (laughs) not Ron and Tammy. We find out that Gary's got a perfect life. Donna ends up. Tom ends up with a perfect person. Even Ron ends up with a perfect wife. Like, it worked out for everybody. I can't say the same thing about The Office, although it was way... Everybody talks about Jim and Pam, and they're all like, uh, that it should have happened, and that was like the big story. But can we talk about Dwight and Angela? Dwight and and Angela was was like fucking perfect. That was the better overarching couple storyline on that show. And again, what, circling back to what I said about Ron and Tammy, definitely not Ryan and Kelly. <laughs> it comes oh to good God. couples because that was a train. I remember how they wrote him off because she went to do her own show and he went to write on it. And yeah. just like, she left one day and he left like the next day at run after her. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, 
Okay, here's another one. How about the Weasleys? Yeah. Molly and Arthur. But wait, office, office my couple is Michael. What, Michael and Holly? Yeah, that's my couple. That's my office couple. Because he finally found somebody as weird as him? Yeah. And, yeah he and, they, and he knew like five years before they ended up, they ended up together, but they just couldn't coincide. I like when they were doing their they were doing their improv skit and accidentally revealed that one of the office's branches was closing. Yeah, because they thought they everyone knew at that point. Everybody knew. I hadn't told them. <laughs> uh, what about for you, Hoovians? What about the Pons? Yeah, yeah. Even That's though I I said Roy last last time, I know it's Rory. Just my fucking speech. I don't know. I fucked that up. It's okay. It happens. <laughs> Think these things happen? How about Morticia and Gomez Adams? The they best fucking be couple. The best. Ever. Yeah. The the <laughs> fact that they have the most perfect relationship in the most imperfect scenario. Yep. Makes them the best couple. They're a family of monsters. And they're still, and yet they could compete with Herman and Lily Munster. I think could it could and can. How about Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy? They were meant to be together. They've ended up together in every medium now because they finally put them together in that Harley Quinn cartoon. Oh, I did not know that. You should watch that show. It's fantastic. How about Wesley and Buttercup? There's a good one. The Princess the Bride. Girls? The Princess Bride. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, not Buttercup. <laughs> I was like, what the girl? fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to re- recall the entire history of the show and try to find out who the hell Wesley was. I was just like, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, How I know that. Mojo Jojo and his hat. No, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know that. I know that Buttercup had a crush on the leader of the gang, Green Gang, but... That's who I thought you were mentioning, and I was like, I didn't remember his fucking name, and I was just like, wait, what? His name is Ace. (laughs) His name is Ace. Is it? Okay. Well, I'm just happy it's not that. (laughs) You're happy it's not Wesley. Okay. What about the Doctor and River song? I'm looking at a list from the tournament. I cannot get behind that. Ah, okay. I am in one of those camps where I I believe the doctor should love. I just don't believe it should happen. Okay. If that makes any sense. Also, like their relationship is almost aromantic. It really is. Yeah. There's times where it's super romantic, but like 99% of the time... They're just there, right? Ninety percent of the time, when they're coexisting. even <laughs> they're just coexisting. All right, how about Chandler and Monica? I mean, better than Ross and Rachel. Everybody's better than Ross and Rachel. <laughs> that's not even up for that's not even up for debate. That one like kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I mean, you saw. I mean, like it was just like, oh, those two, and then they like did half of the show of them with them together. And you're like, you know what? This actually works. They did, yeah. 
I mean, the, it's another one of those things. You're not 100% sure it's going to work, and then it... You know, when that happened, I thought they were going to try to put, like, Joey and Phoebe together. No, they end up trying to put Joey and... Jennifer Anson together. Oh, yeah. Joey and Rachel. Wasn't Joey that the, the original start? I think... So. I don't know my friend's lore, sorry. Ask my wife. She'll know. She'll know. She'll know. She'll know the whole damn thing. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of great pop culture couples. And then uh, what about the Bundies, the Bundies. Yeah. Yeah. Dysfunctional. The Taylors, Tim and Jill. They had a great they had a great home. They life. were a great team. They, they were a great team. Along, but they covered pretty. They covered. But what I always liked about their dynamic was that it was the two up. Op- they were they were very much an opposite of track situation because Tim was all about manly stuff and manpower and masculinity. And she was a, a big feminist who was about empowering women, which why she became a psychiatrist. They were a perfect blend because they were empowering for their own genders, but they also worked as a team. I don't think Home Improvement gets enough credit for for being as good of a breakthrough family sitcom as it was. Because I think everybody just remembers that, like, Tim had a lot of accidents and picked on Al and Wilson hid behind a fence. Right. And also, also, yeah, and grunting and also Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Like, that's what people remember. What's he doing now? Uh, I know he. I know that him and Tim Allen mended fences and he appeared on Last Man Standing, which is pretty cool. I think he's doing projects with the other brothers, like they're producing and stuff, I think. I saw. I know they I, I, I know that um the other two have well, I know that the youngest one had legal issues, but I think he's overcome that. And I know the oldest one has appeared in a bunch of B shit. Yeah. Like he became a B movie actor. Like he's in stuff as like the teenage guy. Or the the college era. Oh yeah, Zachary Ty Bryan is in the opening of Tokyo Drift. Yeah, yes, he is. He's in the street race that ends up in the de- in the building development. Yeah, he is. So, so, so he's he might be an A stuff, but he's a B player. So that's oh, that's, that's pretty sad. much where that all <laughs> that all ended up. I said How that's about, sad. Uh, like I wouldn't do that. I would totally fucking do that. Yeah, you would. <laughs> Hands down. Hands down. What about uh, what about uh, F- Philip and Vivian Banks, the Fresh Prince? Which, which one? Yeah, that was uh, iconic I know that's couple. well, that's I know that's a that's a recasting that a lot of people weren't fans of. It's a recasting for like half of the last season too. They, they rehashed it, you know that, right? Like they they had that special, and they came on. Yeah. Do you guys know that story? They they did the reunion or whatever, and they had the I've reunion. heard it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I, here's one that might actually challenge the Adams, especially in this tournament that's coming up. Carl and Ellie Fredericks from Up. That might be a challenge to the Adams. One of the best love stories ever told, and it's in, done in less than 15 minutes. I mean. <laughs> what do you got? Come on, Eric. I, you going to challenge I, this it's, one? It's going to sound fucking mean. But I'm waiting we for just, it. We just keep their entire lifetime together in a 15-minute montage, where as opposed to these TV couples, we get to see the ups and downs of everyday life. 
That's true. Plus, we all know that the atoms wouldn't die. Maybe they can't die. I mean, they've been around since like how long has the Adams family cart the, the the cartoons in the newspaper? They've been around for a very long time. Very long time. I will give it. You know, I I can't. I, I still have to get to the Adams man. It's just that that perfect family dynamic with kids and everything, and and, and like I do like up. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, but they didn't really have a family. Oh, that's where you're going to go with that. I told you it wasn't going to be good, dude. I hope Katie's listening to this. I hope Katie. I know she is. And she, I'm, I'm waiting. I got my phone by my side. (laughs) Does she still text you aggressively? If you say anything about her? Of course she does. It's a fiery redhead. Are you joking? She never says anything to me. Well, I'm not. I'm maybe I'm, not, but I'm also not mean. Do to you her. want her to? I could be like, hey, why don't you curse out Chris this time? <laughs> but I'm not being mean to her. So. <laughs> she doesn't have a damn reason to come at me. You're the one that said it. You said it, not me. I. Know, but that's why I'm giving it to the Adams. Like, okay, all right, okay. Has there ever been a other than the Princess Bride, which we all love, but not your wife? <clears throat> she did not love it. No. Has there ever been a romance movie that you genuinely enjoyed? Well, I mean, the Princess Bride is everything. Sure, but I'm just saying. Like, has there been another? romance movie that you've genuinely enjoyed that you're like just romance i don't know if i've ever seen one that's great just romance i mean i could think of the last movie i saw that was just romance and it was the titanic Mm, but i did not enjoy that enjoy the last hour um i've got a couple that i think work i i really liked when harry met sally i thought that was a very enjoyable movie uh, oh, ground. I saw that because we did it together for a podcast. So. Oh, ground, Groundhog I have Day. One. I have one. Okay. Fifty First Dates. Yes, excellent movie. Love it. That's a good one. Chasing Amy. I haven't. Seen I mean, it. that whole thing is based about romance, and it's friggin' friggin' terrific. I haven't seen it at all. Which was that? Chasing you, Amy. I haven't. Oh, I thought you said you had seen it. That's why you threw me off there. See, you I haven't. thought I did, and I got that mixed up with another movie. There was a bunch. Of, there was like, I, there were a bunch of movies that just had names in the title, and I thought it was one of them, and it was not. <laughs> and when, okay. when, I, when I looked through, I was like, oh, whoops. <laughs> what about what about my big fat Greek wedding? We watched that. Didn't I watch that? That was enjoyable. I came out. The Wedding Singer. Oh, The Wedding Singer. That's a good one. Wedding Singer. I saw that movie on a chance because we were supposed to go to a hockey game, but the, uh, the the whatever many machines that keep the ice ice. Zamboni? No, not the Zamboni. Like the actual like machine that keeps things cold underneath the ice. And just, it was such a, so they had to cancel the game. Hmm. 
and we were just like already out because we were supposed to meet a bunch of people at the church and go with a whole huge group, right? Everyone went home, and like my family's like, eh, we're already like a half hour away from the house. Let's do something else. And we're like, well, let's go see what's at the theater. And it was just a random chance. And saw the wedding singer. That's fucking great. Hmm. Similarly, that's how I saw the first Jason Bourne movie. We were I was in college and we were supposed to go to an improv show, but our driver got lost, and by the time we found out where we were going, it had already been show had already been going for a half hour. So we're like, well, we're already in Calgary. Let's just do something else. Let's go to a theater and see whatever is showing in the next five minutes. The born identity. Uh, there you go. Well, not a total what? loss. That was actually a pretty decent movie. What about the proposal with uh, Ryan Reynolds? My wife got me to watch that, and I actually really like that. I haven't seen I it. It's actually pretty enjoyable. It's Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. And the whole idea is that, like, God, it's been so long since I've seen it. I'm going to butcher the plot, and I know Miranda's going to get mad at me if I do. So I'm not going to explain it. Never mind. I'm going to butcher the whole reason as to why they're doing what they're doing. They're basically pretending to be engaged. We'll put it that way. Oh, are they but like they pretending to be a couple? For but like, then they also uh, get like they get very engaged. Yes. Is it for like um, uh, green card or something like that? They get married for a green card, and they have to pretend. No, actually no, it's, it's something for the, it's something for the family. Something for the family. I'm not going to explain it because I'm going to get it wrong, and I don't want to get. Don't want to get the heat right now. Eric's already got the heat. I'm not taking any of it back. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Well, that that that's that's going to end the romantic lovey-dovey bullshit here. <laughs> okay. Romantic love, you know, romantic movies, romance, pop culture couples, etc. Uh, we are running long, so... Let me ask you guys, did either of you actually do your top 10 challenges? Yes. What was mine again? (laughs) Animes. Animes. Anime. Did you fail in your noble mission? I did, dude. I had so much to do, but if it's just top 10, I can, I I pretty much can wing it. All right. Why don't you put your list together while Dan does his? Dan, what are the top 10 coolest vinyls that you own? My top 10 favorite records I actually own on vinyl are number 10, Johnny Rivers. Meanwhile, back at the Whiskey A Go Go. This is a live record he did at the Whiskey A Go Go in Los Angeles. That's so awesome. It's just a concert, like a 45 minute concert he did at the Whiskey. Now, are these, are these favorites because you genuinely enjoy the music, or are they favorites because they're valuable too? These are, I, genu- I genuinely enjoy the music. I'm sure gotcha. you probably. So this one I got on a chance because I was in New York and I was hanging out with the guys that, the, that do the record show, the radio show on Sundays that I do admin work for on the internet and stuff. So they took me to one of the local stores and one of them is a lifelong friend since I was born. Since before I was born, he's been a family friend. So I've known him my entire life. And we went to the local store, and he just went through this $1 bin and handed me, like, 20 records. <laughs> He's like, you'll do good with these. Because <laughs> it was going to cost me, like, 15 bucks. Because every it's $1 a record, but every fourth record was free. 
<laughs> well, there you go. So, and this is just a guy who does a bunch of covers, or he, he wrote a bunch of famous songs as well, probably, I think. And he does songs like um, Seventh Son and Stop in the... Um, yeah. And, uh... Yeah, Stop in the Name of Love or stuff like that, like... Pretty cool. It's, it's great. And it's all... And he has actually... This is his second Live from the Whiskey show he did that became a record by number nine is tommy by the who and this is the the double double disc one where it's but it's all the who it's not the Elton john and tina turner singing it's all the who singing all songs that's your favorite band right yes you might hear their name come up again i'm sure i will Next is another one of my favorites, who we had some controversy about a month or so ago. It's Billy Joel. Record is Glass Houses. It's a controversy. Am I missing something? When you used him as a bad example for a band. Oh, record. yeah, to troll my coworker from Long Island. And, yes. then, and then Hannah didn't fin- hear the end of the sentence, and she texted me aggressively. <laughs> That was that was awesome. I can imagine while you're tech while you're typing out an angry text, you hear the. I don't actually feel that way, but you're still hitting send. <laughs> still hitting send. Uh, Glass Houses has many of his best songs. My favorite is All for Lena, which is essentially he wrote a song about being obsessed with the girl that that punched his V card. Oh well, that would do it. I am not obsessed with that girl, thankfully. I haven't actually... I don't actually want to tell that story. Maybe. It's a really bad story. Maybe next week, if you're so inclined. It's it's not a good story. Crap. I'm going to have to to tell it now, aren't I? Because I teased it. Son of a bitch. All right. Continue. (laughs) Let's, Let's continue on. Number seven is Signals by Rush, because it's the only damn Rush album I've found around here. <laughs> Nobody gets rid of their Rush albums and my favorite bands. I love Rush. So my sister, I don't think she's listening to this. She is one of the biggest anti-Rush people on the planet because she can't stand Getty Lee's voice to like to like a really hard like hatred degree. So... Me and her husband, who both like Rush, tease her as often as possible with anything Rush that we can possibly reference. One of the guys on my Supercard team think they're the worst band ever. And I'm like, so like one of the technically best bands ever, technically speaking, as as musicians. Is one of the worst bands ever. Gotta be the worst band ever. (laughs) Yep. My number six... Is ACDC's Back in Black? I have like love it. ACDC's, but this love is love it. The record because every every single one is a banger. That is such a great record. Ah, uh, Back in Black, so good, so freaking awesome. good. Also, one of the first records I ever got. So, so it also holds a special place in your heart as far as the collection goes. It was because when I originally started buying about about a player and like three records. One of them is this massive, like, time life thing where it's like 10 discs 
and it's like the best songs from the 50s and 60s or whatever compilation thing it's massive uh so technically like my first three records one of them was like a 10 record <laughs> all right but my one of my other ones was ACD black uh which of course you know hell's bells back in black should be yep. on my song for those about to rock we salute you oh they still play a lot of those songs on the radio too, which is yeah. what's awesome. ACDC's timeless. Do you know the story that I don't know if it's even a, it's not even a story, it's confirmed, but Chris Jericho claims that he was a potential replacement for Brian Johnson and ACDC and that's as laughable as it sounds. Like I love Chris Jericho, but no. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, maybe a little bit. I mean, they got Axel Rose for a little bit. But now Brian's fine again, and they released another album last year, so... Yes, and it's actually pretty good. So... R.I.P. Malcolm Young. Yeah. Um, Number five is U2, one of my favorite bands as well, and it's The Joshua Tree. That's the big one, with all the hits from the 80s, that you mm-hmm. remember. Still don't find what I'm looking for, Streets With No Names, With or Without You, they're all on there. It's like one yeah. of those... One of those greatest hits albums that's not a greatest hits album. You know what I mean? That's fine. <laughs> you, you can burn that one. Oh. I'm not apologizing. This is not a joke like the Billy Joel thing. I actually genuinely do not like that band. So if you feel like sending me hate mail for that, you absolutely can. Because that's... I absolutely don't like it. Is what it is. My number four is Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. It's their first <laughs> Self-titled. Yeah, it's their first record, eponymous debut. Um, every song's really great on this as well. I got all the all this stuff. This is actually another record where I got it on a chance. Uh, I think my mom was like at like a flea market or something and grabbed a couple records that were cheap, and it's ended up being one of my favorites. Uh, number three is the Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Volume One. That's awesome. That's awesome. So it I is, love that they released that. It is the Awesome Mix on one disc, and the second disc is all the incidental and background music from the movie. So you get all your. You get a great mix of songs on one disc and your movie soundtrack on the other disc. My number two record, favorite record, is Boston by Boston. Self-title again. It's also their first one. And I actually was on Ranking Tracks with Jeff and covered this album. And this is another one where like every song is fucking great. The first, the A side is three songs because two of the songs are pretty long. Because there's the foreplay long time, which we talked about when we talked about Rock Band last week. And it's so much fun. Two songs put together. And my number one is Who's Next by The Who, which is another essentially a Best of record that's not a best of record. And that's one where there's only a couple songs on side B because side B has fooled again, which is like nine minutes long. 
<laughs> and yes, the who's can. next? Who the the version of who's next that they actually have on Spotify has a ton of original recordings as well as New York recording sessions and then a ton of live songs. Yeah. Crazy amount. It's actually 29 tracks on their Spotify listing, which is awesome. So what is your favorite Who song then? Oh, man. Is it Bob O'Reilly? No, it's not. But that's also on that record. Um... I, I could tell you what mine is. Uh, I think mine's I know what mine is. easy. Is mine's the seeker. Okay. Easily the seeker. Even searching low and high. Such a good song. Love it. All right. Well, thank you for your top ten vinyls that you own. Has Eric made a list? I, I did, see. and I scrambled it around a little bit because I know that you guys can <laughs> see it. Um, that way I have some sort of mystery to my top 10. So okay, that's fine. to start things off, number 10, one of my all time favorites, I'm going to put ghost in the shell, the standalone complex. Okay. Ghost in the shell is a fantastic anime. If, uh, uh, this is an, over over simplification of the the genre but people's souls get transferred into robots somewhat and that that's the premise i don't want to say much more than that but that should be interesting enough because people can get hacked at that point and then at what point is a person no longer a person it goes into that and and whatnot so that's why it's at number 10. It's not, if you're not in the mood for like sit down, thoughtful stuff, then it gets overseen. But if you're just going to like actually pay attention and have no distractions, I repeat, no distractions, ghost in the shell, 100%. So, um, so I'll number never nine <laughs> is one that I recently found and it, it's jumped a it literally knocked off another one which uh, on my list, which would have been an honorable mention, which is uh, Trigun. I love Trigun, so I'm going to knock that one off. That's one of my favorites. It. One of the two I've seen. So. <laughs> it's uh, Assassination Classroom. Yeah, I don't even know that one. So Assassination Classroom ran from uh, 2013 to 2016. You can watch it on Funimation. And I highly recommend it. It's only a few seasons. Uh, for the most part, it's uh, this really all-powerful being who is said to destroy the Earth gives the Earth a chance to stop him by killing him. And he teaches in a high school setting. And he's teaching these kids how to kill him. And if they if they fail, if they fail on killing him, the world will end. So it's a, a hilarious anime. And then it gets so fucking dark and then so fucking sad and then so funny again. But it's Ooh, a great okay. anime. You have my attention. Yeah. You have my attention. Okay. So that I, I highly recommend that one. 
highly recommend. Okay. So from then, we we have a couple of them, and I didn't know where to place this Pokemon. Um, there's so many of them. I'm talking about the original Pokemon. I loved it. It was good. I don't. I haven't seen any of the newer stuff. That's why I'm kind of just kind of brushing it off a little bit. But I do love the original. It was one of those things that once you started like. It's it's a starter anime. It's what really got me into anime. That like you know, uh, some others that I will mention later. So Pokemon doesn't need any further explanation. I'm gonna move on. The I'll just throw one. my two cents in real real quick. Uh, yeah, go for it. Indigo League was great. I fell off during Johto. Is actually when I started to fall out of the franchise. But as you know, I came back into it. So, but I never kind of got myself back into the anime. However, I do know that we do finally get to see Ash face Gary. And I know Ash finally wins the title. It took like forever, but I'm glad right. to see he's finally champion. And he's still 10 years old. It took him 12 years, but he's still 10 years Time old. Lord, you know this. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so after that, I got to put one piece because it's like the other long time running anime and I can't catch up to that show, dude. They're still making it. They're still making episodes. <laughs> so there's there's nothing I can do at this point. I remember at one point I was just like, well, you know what? It, there's so many seasons. I'm just going to stop watching just so they stop making the anime and then I'll, really? I'll catch Give up a, when it's over. I've heard of One Piece, obviously. It's a pretty common one. But what's the general plot? If you okay. can summarize it. They're... The general plot of what you're supposed to know, or the actual anime itself. Okay, just uh, just you, tell you, me what you're supposed to know. What you're supposed to know. Okay, there's these fruit that can give you special powers, right? But the problem with eating one of these fruits is it takes your ability to swim away. Okay, now, that doesn't sound like that big a deal, but there's it's literally pirates all over and to get anywhere you need to cross the ocean and they're looking for this there it's called like the it's called the one piece it's a treasure of all treasures and there's these pirates who are trying to be king of the pirates basically like and their goal is to find this thing and that's the whole premise but along the way you meet other adventures you meet other pirates not all pirates are bad not all pirates are good um the first half of the franchise none of the pirates are really good um except for luffy the main character uh but it's it's literally their relationships that get created that makes this show special and how luffy gains everybody's trust um He's generally just, uh, you know how Goku has that just cares about everybody type mentality? Yes. Luffy's the same way, but not really. He has his own special way of showing it. He cares about everybody, but if if keeping you safe means he has to be an asshole to you, then he'll be an asshole to you. Okay, that's fair. So the show is really good. But that's basically it. It's pirates trying to find this one piece and the stories that get told from like meeting other people. It, it, it's good. It's good. I haven't seen all of it because there's way too many. But it's good. <laughs> good. 
So from here, this is where I start to get a little dark, right? This is like the serious animes. There's still some non-serious animes in here. Don't get me wrong. But the serious animes really start to go through. Have you seen Attack on Titans? I'm familiar with Attack on Titan. It sounds like something that's right up my alley. Yes. She's eating a potato. It's fantastic. Um, I am not 100% caught up. I The last season was still releasing, and I think it's still releasing. It's, they're about to like finish it off, and that's what I'm waiting for. And then you know when they dub it, I'll watch it, because it's one of those things where I tried watching it sub. I... It's, it the story is so there's just too much going on there's so much going on and if you miss the action the action is uh, amazing but if you miss it like it's done and having to stop and rewind to read and then watch something every once that's in a, a while that's a big thing for me as to why i actually prefer dub over sub it's yes. because i don't my eyes are too distracted by reading if it's a slower anime that's fine even like dragon ball z Right, they're gonna talk and stay it. still, and then they fight, and then they stop and they talk. Dragon, I've seen all of Dragon Ball Z sub and dub. That's why yeah. I love that they released Kai because it was the original dialogue. They hardly changed anything, and some episodes have entirely different plot points as a direct result of that. So but yes, uh, I do want to watch Attack on Titan, and I will watch Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan is great. Now the other one, I know it's only like a couple of seasons, and they're eight or ten episodes each, right? So it's not like it's a long watch. No, they're not. Ter- I mean, the episodes themselves are kind of long, but it's not like it, it's, it's not, not a- One Piece or Pokemon long. You know, some of these Bleach long or Bleach long. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really yeah. happy Bleach is coming back, but it didn't make this list for other reasons. Um, there is one show I'd like to make an honorable mention because I literally thought about putting it on this list, but I didn't know what to cut out. I guess I could cut out Ghost in the Shell because it wasn't my number 10, and that is uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Classic. Classic anime. Um, I can't tell you anything about that anime without spoiling it. That's, okay. how, that's how classic it is. Uh, okay, let's move on. So, next one on my list. Death Note. I am familiar with Death Note. Again, that sounds like it would be right up my alley, too. Yes. It's so good between the the detective and the main protagonist trying to outsmart one another is more entertaining than actual what's going on with the murders, if that makes any sense. And it's so good. So the whole premise of Death Note, there is this notebook, and if you write a name in it, that person dies. And then they learn that there's modifiers to it, right? So like, let's say um, you wanted somebody to die of a heart attack, you would put that person dies of a heart attack. And then if you didn't want him to die right away... You'd be like, that person dies of a heart attack at this time or whatever. So um, at, at certain points, 
they they are as a series of murders because of this book and somebody's getting cat like is catching up to the protagonist and he's just like oh i could modify it and that way i can be in in this guy's company and when that person dies he has to be like oh it can't be him because i was with him during the time this person died if that makes any sense (laughs) anyway show's great watch it don't watch it it's fine i love it and now this is so difficult this is like where everything gets mixed up and i can tell you right now my number one is not what you think my number one is going to be so we're not there yet next on the list is naruto that actually was what i was expecting number one to be that's where you're expecting number one to be no yes because i know how much you love that show it's so good it's so good but there's too many fucking plot holes for me to be like this is a great anime this is like uh you know perfect anime 100 percent. it's up there if you don't know by this point it's uh it's about ninjas and villages and it follows naruto and it gets complicated from there <laughs> that's that's pretty much it okay i know that apparently if if you can if you can figure out what the filler episodes are and skip them it's apparently a much more enjoyable show yes yes it is um dang there's somebody who actually makes a cut out there and i'm trying to see you know when i find it i'll, I'll link it and and then you can watch it without the fillers and it literally cuts down like four fucking seasons. That works for me. <laughs> it's like it's the seasons are still there, but there's like two or three episodes and then off to the next season. And you're like, what the fuck? What just happened? Okay. So my number two, because I'm down to two left. My number two is Dragon Ball. The, the Dragon Ball franchise as a whole, not just Dragon Ball. So that because you can Dragon you can quantify those. What? You can quantify those because Dragon Ball was more comedic. Dragon Ball Z was more action. GT went back to the comedic side and super kept the action going. True, but they're all trying to tell the same story, and at least as far as canon goes, it goes Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super. So and I'm GT trying to think of like. Yeah, GT is just like, oh, you guys fucking murdered this. We're not even counting it. So um, I watched GT once. I and I, I kind of, I actually had to force myself to finish it, just yeah. so I could say that I'd seen it because I just wasn't digging it. The ideas weren't bad. I liked the ideas of the villains coming back as a big team up. I enjoyed. I thought the idea of having the dark dragons was interesting, but the executions just didn't do it for me. And to me, the baby plot was just the Majin shit all over again. I, you know, I actually, out of all the villains, baby was one of my favorites. I didn't. And I hated the, the, the other changes that they made, like adding a super Saiyan four just, and making it look stupid. Yeah. They didn't really need to do that, but like the, the story behind it, what what man i think what did it for me and why i like the baby saga was so much is that goku's the main character they made him into a kid again and he's supposedly weaker and he gets a lot of help from vegeta so imagine 
running into Baby, and he takes Vegeta's body away, and now you don't have Vegeta for help. That was the point to me where I was just like, this is a good arc. The rest of it's garbage. All right. Um, so that leaves me with my number one. And I know you were like, man, where, like, what could be number one, especially since I love Naruto and uh, Dragon Ball so much. The number did one. You, did you say 10? You missed one on there. No, I didn't. 10 was a. Uh, uh, you. Did I? No. Yeah. Look at your list. One, two, three, look at what's seventh on your three, list. Six, seven, you missed that completely. Nine, you didn't ten. talk about that at all. Oh, shit. You're right. I didn't say One Punch Man. No, not One Punch Man. Full Metal Alchemist. Or is that your number one? That is my number one, man. Oh, I thought you were going to say One Punch Man. No. Yeah, one did. Punch Man was great. I did mention. I forgot to mention One Punch Man. But One Punch Man, uh, one punch man is probably like it's in my top five. It's the most self-aware anime that ever existed. Yeah, and that's why I fucking love it. Because it's a parody. I've already told you what the underlying tone to the show is. It's not about him being the strongest. It's about him dealing with his own things. Uh, So that to me was like, oh, that's different. And there's still action involved. So I absolutely love it. But my number one is the Full Metal Alchemist. You can watch Alchemist or Brotherhood. It doesn't matter I like anybody who hasn't seen the original. I tell them to watch Brotherhood because of the aspect ratio. It's the same. It's the same story, but better. If that makes any sense. Okay. Um, it's the Kai to the original Z. If that makes sense. Okay, so I'll watch. I'll watch that then. Now you um, know what I know about Full Metal Alchemist because I've posted the joke many, many, <laughs> many times. Yeah. Uh, I think what got me hooked to this was the brothers' relationships to each other and the whole premise of like how they got there was without spoilers because you get you're gonna I mean you're gonna get it in the first fucking episode really. Their mom died. Their dad is nowhere to be around. Alchemy is a thing in this world, and they tried to bring her back. Uh, so as long as you have the right materials, you can do anything with alchemy. So if you know, like if you have iron, uh, you can turn that iron into any shape or any metal object, like a rod or whatever, as long as you know how it physically works um, and you have all the ingredients. So they thought if we have all the ingredients and we know the chemical compositions of a human body, we can bring like their mom back. And they tried it, and it goes terribly. And um, the main character loses an arm and a leg and almost loses his brother completely. But, like, he does something to bind his brother's soul to a suit of armor. And that's where the anime takes place. Like, they never stop wanting to bring their mom back, but they also want to get his brother back to a normal life type of thing. Cause if mm-hmm. once you watch the anime, you'll realize that like he's still, even though he's growing up and he's getting like all the grown up components, he still sounds like a child because he was turned into that as a child. Anyway, it's a great fucking story. 
all the characters that you meet are are memorable and i there's very little plot holes and it, it meets everything man there's action there's drama like i i felt emotions while watching it i love the action scenes the story is solid and it's just short enough for it, it where it didn't ruin itself like it doesn't last too long if that makes any sense i think it's like 60 something episodes all right let me, let me double check that uh, that's a good list though that's a good list you've actually piqued my interest on a couple of shows that i'd never seen before which one so well i haven't seen most of them but like i'll be honest i've well one punch man is on my hit list I'd never heard of Assassination Classroom. And to be truth be told, I've never had much interest in actually watching Naruto. But your passion for it has actually piqued my interest in it. So I thank you for that. You're welcome. Now, don't make that the next anime you watch because it's forever long. <laughs> oh, I know. I know how these things work. Oh, I mean, I found the episode list. There's 64 episodes in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That's the one you piqued my interest on. Honestly, you piqued my interest on that one. So, yeah, I might have to. I might have to do that. Is are any of them sub only? No. Well, no. Maybe One Punch Man. Parts of it. Because I watched it sub, but I think it's all dubbed now anyway. All right. Yes, and I've, I have I know I understand people think sub is superior, and that's fine. I prefer it this way because I do genuinely not want to miss anything. So that's just my thing. Yeah, so that is my uh, top 10 anime. I should have just said the number so I didn't miss One Punch Man. I'm sad about that one. (laughs) And now my top 10 anime starting at number two. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So does anybody want to challenge me for next week? I'm trying to think. You can give me something. I mean, I always okay. I've ch- I've challenged both of you <laughs> twice now, but challenge you to a duel. Ten. Oh boy, here we go. Episodes of Rick and Morty. Done. He like already get, has that. <laughs> I yeah. probably already have that. <laughs> and go ahead, share. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, no, I'll do it. I'll do it for next week. 100%. I will get you my top 10 Rick and Mortys because I already pretty much know what they are. Okay. I The hard part will actually be ordering them. That's fair. Ooh. Oh, you know what? This actually will be a little more challenging because I have a whole new season to look into. When I first made the list, there were only three seasons. There's a four oh, now. You and I know for a fact one of those one of those is on that list. I'm in. I don't know where. Yeah, you son of a bitch. I'm in. Okay. Um, I will not, since I've issued both of you challenges, I will not issue another one. 
Uh, if anybody wants to do so in the comments in the group, they may do that as well. Oh, you I know. do have one more thing because I know we're getting close and we probably should go eat because I'm starving. I, I'm really yes. <laughs> I'm listening. I recently got a game off of Steam and I know not everybody has a computer that can game, but if anybody gets the game Valheim, V A L. H-E-I-M. I just made a server uh, for that game, and I'll have it open on my computer, and I want to open it up to the uh, Nerd Table community. Um, it is under... Com- like, if you get the game and you go to uh, join join a friend or whatever, go down to where it says community, uh, and then look for Last Dragon Ball, and the password is nerd table one word all lowercase so if anybody what, wants to join us we'll try to say what what is this game so it's kind of a survival um a nordic survival game that's the best way to describe it so think of like vikings and like odin and stuff like that it's an early access so the game is not 100 percent released but it piques my interest. I, I love those kind of games where you can like build your own base, build your own house, and just survive bucks. the wilderness. And uh, random raids of monsters will like be all over the place. It's procedurally <laughs> generated, uh, which means like the world it's is always it it's always different. Every time you load a game, the world looks different. You can't take the same path because dungeons may not be there. There are dungeons in, in the game, by the way. But you craft your own dragons? weapons, you craft your own weapons, uh, armor, houses. You can modify the land so you can like uh, level off a, a field or something like that if you wanted to build a really big house. You can do a lot of things in it. But but Eric, I've already played Fallout 76 every day. It's like Fallout 76 without the bugs uh, and Bethesda behind it. Sounds good. Post that in the group. We can uh, we might be able to get some people in on that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I created the server. It will be on there. I will link the password. Um, it's only good for ten people. So if you really like, if you don't have an interest in the game, don't do uh, it. Yeah, please. Like, don't don't take up a spot if uh if you're not gonna like actually you don't have to be like involved all the time don't get me wrong but if it's something like you know you're not going to enjoy those types of games don't take up a spot for someone else who might enjoy it fair enough fair enough probably shouldn't have given out the password then plus <laughs> it's I a mean, 20 dollar game like why are you gonna pay 20 dollars for a game you're not gonna yeah play? that's true too that's true yeah that's true that is, that is also gonna... true. so that's all true um, if the server is ever down, it's just because my computer's off. And the only reason my computer turns off is because sometimes Windows was like, hey, you got an update and it's gone. So, but the server will be up most of the time because I'll leave my computer on and you can do whatever you want. There you go. And, Seems uh, like a fun thing to do with other people. And uh, I know we've had interest in playing Secret Hitler. What the fuck is that? Uh, we just had a discussion about that. It's just I'm another in the game like like Among Us where there's... It's a, a clue-type game. Yeah, it's, it's a, a mafia-type game, yeah. Yeah, where one okay. person's a killer. So oh, one of you that? is secretly Hitler. 
It's I don't think it costs anything. I think you just do it on the website. But they say it's most fun when you have like the seven to ten people. So we should get the Among Us crew in on that. Speaking of every Saturday night, check us out online streaming Among Us. The three of us plus seven others who all enjoy committing murder and lying about it. Half of us are streaming it. I stream on Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash CKCC online. Chris is doing it on the YouTubes and or Facebook, depending upon what's working well for him that day. I try, I try to stick to Facebook so I can get the most engagements out of people. So, and sometimes check out Twitch if I if I play. Yeah, if I play. And, if, and if you're on time, Eric's been streaming sometimes. And there's already ten spots filled. Sorry. Yeah, Eric, last what? week we had like fourteen people at one point, and it was like, sorry. <laughs> Well, that's why we tell everybody to be on time. Oh, and one more thing. Stop watching me die and laughing about it. That's not cool. Oh, it's <laughs> fucking hilarious. You would do the same thing and you know it. Oh, yeah. You were watching both of both of our streams. Last I had year. it up like I was watching the stock market and I was watching everybody <laughs> just go around murdering people. <laughs> there you the go. The double kill I got with Fiend last week. Oh, that was fucking beautiful. It was a that is that art. is a rush. That is a rush, right? That because I would be one, searching for. You're ever, hoping forever. that they know to do the same thing that you're doing, and you're also hoping that their kill cooldown isn't on cooldown. Yeah, because otherwise you're both in there exposed. And, murdered and he didn't. And the other person calls it, and you're both just fucked. Yeah. But I know it's not with that double kill. Somebody killed like there was one match where it, he killed like three people within the same fucking room and nobody mur- like nobody called the body. It was great because like one wherever that rock is, you know that that uh the giant one, the biggest space. I, I don't know what it's called. The the map Polis. with like the temperature and you're Polis. on like, outside. Polis. Yeah. Polis. So there's been a couple of times where I watch people go behind the rock and just never show up, and another person just walks <laughs> away, and I'm just like, oh well, they're dead behind the rock, and nobody can fucking see them. And I guess nobody's paying attention to, to the report button popping up because they'll just be running by this person, and nobody says a damn thing. These games are fun. I want to try some of the Jackbox games with people, and I want to tr- I want to give that Secret Hitler a try. We got to get. We got to eventually. What's going to happen is our Saturday night gaming sessions are probably going to start to differ it up a little bit so we don't effectively become sick of Among Us. I'm not I'm sick of start, it. I'm, I'm starting. I'm even starting to like be like sick of our uh, gimmick ma- ma- modes, too. So That's just it. Like, there's no other. What, what Maybe play. if we just play for an hour and switch to something else. You know, well, we can try stuff. Games, we have uh, Dead by Daylight. Yep, I have that. That's cross-platform, too, so... Is it? It doesn't matter what you have. You can play with... If you have... Huh. How much is this? I might... You know what? I might pick it up. Screw it. Dead I'll pick Daylight. it up. Yeah. I got it for free because it was like a PlayStation Plus game like four years ago. Oh, yeah, it's one of the free PSN games. That makes sense. Yeah, it was. Like, when like, did they release this for free? I really need to get I'm actually kind of surprised that they haven't. The deal is that you buy the killers and the heroes and 
Like, I'm surprised they don't have it free where you have, like, five heroes and maybe one killer. Or, like, a, a rotating Because you, you already do. You already have to unlock almost everything anyway. So. So, let me ask you then. Uh, outside of the, mur- like, the, you know, the, uh, the villains or whatever, the people that you play with, do they have special abilities or something? Yeah, they, they, they get different perks and stuff. Like, the person I main do is, like, as, as like, leadership perks. So, like... If other players are nearby me, we do our stuff faster and better. Okay. So I'll get like less QTE checks and or in bigger zones for the QTEs and we'll go faster if I'm nearby. There's different builds you can do on Huh. Okay. I, I actually never played the game. I've seen it play, but I have never played the game, so I, I wouldn't know. And then all the people that I follow, whenever they, they're playing, they go silent. They don't talk, and I'm just like, well, this defeats the fucking purpose. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a. So there was that game, and there was another game that I, I was looking at. This one is more of a co-op game, but it doesn't really have like a murderer to it. It's um in silence. It's basically like there's a creature out there that can only hear you; it can't see you. So if you make if you step on like a glass or something and it breaks, it will run right up to where that was broken. And if you're still there by the time it gets there, then uh, you know you're you're screwed. But if you lay perfectly still or camouflage yourself, it can't actually see you. And it's it's scary as shit. Just look up some gameplay footage. It, it's great. And I'm guessing like it picks up your microphone stuff too. So if you got on, yeah, you can hear that too. So when you step on something, you say, oh, shit, you're giving your position away. Um, it's not 100% blind. It can still see some things. So, like, you have to, like, turn your flashlight on and off. And it can hear the clicks of your flashlight. I forgot about that. I was watching a video, and it's, like, whenever you, you hear that click, it fucking hears you and it knows where you're at that way. That sounds horrifying. Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. See, yeah, so we got we to gotta get more gamer groups together and, and do stuff. If, if we're kind of have a set play schedule for Saturday night gaming, well, maybe we can spend our next stream kind of going over what we all want to try so we can all get on the same page and then have the week to get it. And yeah, we can do it. We can do it guys. We can talk uh, about it. So yeah, uh, we're going to, we're going to wrap up here because we're hungry. And I saw that picture of the pizza hut, KFC pizza. Whether it's real or not, I don't care. I would eat it. I think they're owned by the same company, so it could be real. Yeah, they can get there's there's combination restaurant. They they totally they totally could. Um, Final thing this week, I I would just like to give a shout out to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, whose quarterback did not show up at the Super Bowl. So well, I mean, he was hurt because he got hurt because his O line was all hurt. So it was like a storm of bad. At this point, does it just come down to whoever has Brady wins? Basically. Whoever's got the goat wins. <laughs> and real quick, I'm going to throw this will be my closing statement for this week. Learn the difference, people. When I say fuck Tom Brady or I hate Tom Brady and your immediate counter argument is, but he's a good player. I'm not questioning his abilities. I'm saying fuck him. When I say 
That's why I don't, when, as a Yankees fan, I don't go out there and go, the Red Sox suck, because they don't suck. I mean, they might on occasional season, depending on how they're playing, but they are a good team overall. They're a good overall franchise. That's why I don't say that. That's why I say I hate the Red Sox or fuck the Red Sox. And that's why when you say the Yankees suck, I do the arrogant 27 rings comparison. Because if you tell me, fuck the Yankees or I hate the Yankees, I don't have a comeback to that. But if you tell me that they suck, I do have a comeback for that. Learn the difference. So my thing about the Yankees and the Red Sox, they only suck when they're really, really close to their drug testing season. (laughs) You got nothing for that, huh? Because I don't have anything to defend because you're not (laughs) something that's inaccurate. Uh, There you go. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up this week's edition of the Nerd Table. We are hungry. We want to play video games and we want your feedback. So uh, participate in the game. Ask us questions. Challenge us to do things. And the one thing we didn't get to do this week was to share more Safari stories. I'll try to have a couple for you next week. Even though they're probably you guys have probably heard them already, but maybe they haven't as a whole. But we'll see. I still think they're hilarious. They're great. I love theme park stories. I love retail stories. I even love Dan's GameStop stories because we everybody can relate to these things. You the just got to put up stories are just outrageous, though. <laughs> the sad part is they're all true, which is the worst. Uh, I just well, okay. like, oh. yeah, be I'm nice. Sorry. Be nice. Be kind. Watch anime. Eat food play video games. I got nothing else. See you guys next time. See you next week. Bye. For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.